Good evening. Hello. Hello, dum dum. You got a dum dum for us? <laughs> Give us a... Hello. Hello, dum dum. <laughs> so, pretty much what that, that's uh, Artie Lang's uh, doing Harvey Corman in The Great Gazoo in The Flintstones. The, I think it's the best character on the whole show. Him and Arnold, the paper boy. All you paper boys empathize with Arnold's plight. <laughs> well, Artie has feelings about a lot of things. You can't live in show business like that. You have to be dishonest. Does Gary like Gina Gershon? No. But, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what a weird you? name to bring up. I like Gina Gershon. That's not the name yeah. I would have used there, but I get what he's saying. He got the laugh at the end, man. He yeah. always nailed that, didn't he? How are you, John? Good, you? good, good. I want to ask you a question before we go, and I'm not fishing for anything. I just uh, now that you you kind of like in the Monique chair for two weeks, uh, hour two weeks. What are you kind of glad? You, you must. You, is, my first thought is you doing this. How could with all the options we have in 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 the media landscape with podcasts and radio shows, why on earth would somebody listen to this, especially at that time slot? Uh, here, you mean? I'm talking about like you listening to this show. Are you going all the million things you could be doing with your life or with your listening time? Why on earth would anyone choose the Howard Stern show in 2023 as you go oh, through it? Oh, I understand. As you pick um, through it. Oh man, you, you couldn't. You couldn't. Right. <laughs> it's 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 depressing. I've said it many times. It's slow. It's uh, very tiring. It's very good that it starts at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. here at night because I can just go to sleep. There's the, the, the vibe of it has become so calm the that there right. aren't even really people ever screaming even now. It's it's so you can fall asleep. It's very uh, him and Robin going boring. It's kind of soothing. You can't even you, you don't even pay attention because they can't. And then you're done. And as a just as a normal person like who used to like him. Oh, there's nothing left. You get these very sh little glimpses, like yesterday with Fred and the check. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, you were, because we've we've lowered our expectations so much that you dry hump at, on something that's so typical of the show back in the day that if if anything rears its head now, like oh my god, a, a real moment of conversation and repartee, it's crazy. And we give it way too much credit because we're, we've lowered our expectations. There is no bottom to the show. And it's just and so they, easy to yeah. say it sucks. It's getting worse and worse and worse. But it, there is truly no bottom. They won't sink. To, yeah, it keeps going lower. And when you get um, multiple Trump impersonators all arguing like last night's show, uh, yesterday's yesterday morning show, <laughs> my time zones are always messed up uh when you get bits like that where you've got multiple trump impersonators just arguing and they're laughing like that's hysterical you sinking and sinking and uh, this morning we got arsnapkin ed i mean and yeah. he howard had to dump him because it was just like you thought you'd never guy. hear from him again like he's an old whack packer that somehow was able to slip his way into the contemporary show you would think marcy would manipulate howard into distancing himself from the ass napkin heads of the world right how is that That's evolving right. that he still gets on the show he doesn't because yeah, he can't he's not capable of evolving he's too stupid and lazy to evolve that would take completely you know what i mean like if you were to do a show that was somewhat cerebral and you just you just, I would have so much, but he he wants it both ways. You can't have ass napkin add on and evolve. That has to go too. But he's too lazy yeah. to go away from it. 
Mike White, you uh, thank you for the context. So, right, I did, I didn't, I, I kind of don't remember this. This is a great reference by Mike White. Artie said Gina Gershon because Gary just kissed her ass in the hallway off Mike. So that must have been on the wrap up show. And so she must have shuffled by and then Gary ran out and kissed her ass. Okay. Okay. That must be like an old wrap up show. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Good work. Good work, Mike. Yeah. And that is good stuff. How are our levels, guys? Am I too loud or too soft? Just asking because I obsess. Let me know. John, talk and I'll talk. Matt Phillips says people just listen out of habit because that's what they've always listened to. I don't know, Matt. Matt, I think that he works one fourth of the year. If that isn't that habit broken or shouldn't you have broken the habit? We were talking about when we come back, like he when he takes three months off, you would think like people are just like they're just you're you're running. You've already lost viewers, uh, listeners in droves. You run the risk of more people finding more shit to listen to while you're not there. You have three months to find is a thousand, not thousands, a million different podcasts for Christ's sake that are better than I mean, virtually every show on series. I'm amazed when I listen to uh, anything, even like a, a sports show, I say to myself. There's passion, there's phone callers, there's real moments. There's, look at Christopher <laughs> Russo, who you've heard on the show, Bond. Like he was part of the Joe Buck thing that you helped uh, produce. The oh, Joe, yeah, yeah. It was a very good show. I, love, I really, really think you, we did a nice job on that show, and as, as uh, obviously you did. And he was a very germane to that show, Christopher Russo. The guy does a show by himself. He takes nothing but callers. They're all real. He has like two he's got a call screener and a producer and that's it and the guy is i think three years younger than howard and he's mm -hmm. passionate he does it every day five days a week like that's a real radio guy yeah and so says controversial need, things you don't need 70 employees no no <laughs> uh but howard would say well we do comedy well do you want to answer to that it's also it's <laughs> it's it's, it's 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 all subjective and he doesn't he doesn't have to call a show any he calls a show comedy when it's convenient when he wants to back out of something when he doesn't want to take accountability for something when he doesn't want to take a topic seriously you would say oh well no it's i didn't laugh at all today Com it, you could say comedy because it's so subjective that anybody could call themselves a comedy show you know what yeah. i mean like it's not a word that really could define any idiot you get one little chuckle you can call yourself a comedy show. You're allowed to. Yeah. We could call this a comedy show, yeah. but I don't call it a comedy yeah. show. I wouldn't call it a comedy show. But the show is the show is what Howard wants. That you'll they'll see them slip when they get angry and people call them on how bad the content is. And Howard will just lose it and I'll just go, the, the, the show is whatever I want it to be. Because you ask what kind I have I've asked this question since we started doing the show. It's whatever he wants it to be. So it's this kind of closeted homosexual washed up spoiled veals version of whatever he dilly dallies with that day and the black the red flag list goes on and on he has all these unmentionables you can't bring up and the more unmentionables are the worst transparency there is and he won't talk about his uh, you know one percenter life and it gets just there's no way you could do a good show with those stipulations there's always a new thing he can't talk about every week there's a new thing he that's just out of he, he won't tackle he won't. He won't engage yeah. in feuds. He won't take current events on. I don't. I didn't listen today, but I assume the um, the Brazilian uh, murderer. He he did, did. He could have brought it up in real time and didn't or something. He did. I thought he didn't, but I I post he Robin. Uh, well, I can I can just kick it right now because it's so short. It's so funny that something happens that they could actually talk about live and. 
They talk about it for probably 10 seconds. Breaking news. I know. I just heard. Go ahead. You announce it, Robin. The fugitive has been captured. But we don't have any great detail on exactly how it was accomplished. But there will be details later today coming as they sort through all of this and finally give a press conference. Other breaking news, Robin. We have two walls set up that will uh, the guys are going to try and <laughs> escape, and uh, we'll do that in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned yeah. for that. I don't, I don't think in any honor of them. Of the capture. <laughs> I don't think any of them could do it. Although uh, I understand one of our engineers was able to do it, but the guy's really young really? and fit. Could you imagine getting your news from this show? So what he, so they, somebody devised a bit. <laughs> that apparently they're gonna they're gonna try to do like a park. You know what parkour is? Oh yes, I do. And yeah, it's probably started you're doing in it doing it on a non-visual format. Yes, it's gonna yes, be right. incredibly great. This is a radio it? show, right? This is a radio show. So we can and... hear banging sounds. You could just do a bit of foley, sound foley on that sound design and fake it. There's really no worse way to report the news and getting it. Could you imagine getting your news from Robin? At this, this is her. That's the news lady. Like that's her one contribution. Like she actually gets to do a news story in the way. It's so bizarre the way the news has been xed out of it. Thank you, Arnold Strong, numero uno. Um, I, I say this all the time, Bon, and I think you'll agree with me. Could you imagine, like in the like with all the big podcast companies now, coming to a podcast network and packaging this show, the Stern Show? And saying this is this is my contribution. Sign me. I'm uh, this is my audition tape. And you gave them what there is no. It's it's kind of an oxymoron to say the best of anything on this show. But you just took excerpts from this show and you gave it to like one of the big podcast companies and said, "I'm sign me, sign me for Joe Rogan. Give it to you know Spotify. Sign me for Joe Rogan." And they listen to it and like you without Howard's name on it. Could you imagine trying to get signed by anybody with this? as your uh no oh it's so reel. difficult because it's so hard to categorize it because it's it's yeah, right you you'd have to put it into a category right you'd have to tell them this is what it is it's it's entertainment and that's very broad and then you say well i guess if they asked if they said so we just cover news current news and you'd say not live really not he'd live have to explain. He'd not have gonna... to, so what is this show he'd have to explain it and you can't it doesn't have a and that's not a compliment of course, and you'd have to say, well, the the host talks about his career from the eighties, right? O that's over what he's, and that's over what, and over again. Yeah, and he, it. And he and talks, he about, talks his about his mother. Private and, parts. Yeah, his mum and dad. He's got and and depression. He talks about all of his problems. Um, if he's going to the hospital for urinary issue, he's going to mention that on the air. And you'd be like, well, does he like, does he have kids? Like, yeah, he has three daughters, I think. Like, um, it took me five years to figure out that he had kids. Does he talk about his kids? No, he briefly brings up one of them. The other two, he has a granddaughter. He's not allowed to talk about. There's a red flag list of all these things he's not allowed to talk about. He doesn't talk about sports. He doesn't talk about current events. He's one of the wealthiest people in the country. I think he's considered the wealthiest entertainer by Forbes standards. He won't talk about that. So you're not going to get a live. And like, so what are we supposed to do with the show? Could you imagine? trying to pitch this show to a new podcast company what do we do with it you wouldn't You're even you wouldn't even get to second base you wouldn't even get it's amazing that whatever he's getting paid now it's amazing that he's getting it 
it doesn't uh even the Trump doesn't thing, deserve it. it's, it's, no, so it's crazy. It's, 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 and, and you have the whole company held hostage, right? They can't even hire new talent. We brought up football the other day. They got rid of Barstool Sports. And that's why I got mm-hmm. so pissed at that fucking Dave Portnoy. He's such a, he's such a shouterhead, chucklehead huckster. I fucking hate that guy. He, 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 he kisses, they go to the Hamptons with Robert Kraft, the owner of the, so it's all a big chowderhead circle jerk. So he, he gets introduced to Howard by Robert Kraft and he kisses Howard's ass. And I said, he, you shouldn't want to meet him. You shouldn't want his approval at this point. You should have yeah. passed him by. You don't need, when he knows you want his approval, that gasses his head up and that qualifies this whole thing. You should be saying, I don't, I, if you're so hip and that Barstool brand is so great. You should know how bad the Stern show is. You shouldn't want a goddamn thing to do with it. You should be spending time feuding and going after him on your platform if you have that kind of power. And so I have no respect for that guy for kissing his ass. And by kissing his ass, even wanting to meet him or wanting him to know who you are, you shouldn't give a shit. I did get, as John knows, I did get kind of fed up last night, uh, your morning, <laughs> this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I emailed John and said, this is so bad, this episode that I don't know. Uh, I felt I it in your email. I really did. I, felt I was it. fed up because it's it's just very, it gets it gets me down. Like, Xavier I, if is if washing dishes to... at the Chipotle uh, bond. That's where uh, Hooper gave us an update. Oh, that's where he's at. <laughs> he's at the Chipotle. Thanks. We'll thank him for letting us know. Um, and yeah, so it was um, a bit of trouble because, and so you've provided some wonderful stuff for tonight. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly relieved that Xavier isn't here because I know how much he hates what I love, the thing I love the most, and that's Emily Stern. And she yeah. knocked up a new song uh, this morning. So when I was preparing, I went, "Oh hell yeah!" Now, John, you're, you're like you... Emily's biggest fan. Now you you are to Emily. Now I thought I was her biggest stalker. I think you've passed me by. You are to Emily what Gary Puppet is to Ashley Stern. You yeah. you start an Emily Stern thread every day on the Gunk forums. I, every time it comes up, like I would have I, posted this one, but I was like, I'll save it for the show because she's I the most fascinating it. part of the Stern universe. In, in, if you think oh, about yeah, it, she's, she right? went rogue. She's an outlier and she's uh, f- autonomous because she's funded. She can do right. anything she wants. Yes. And yes. when he, whenever he passes away, just like with Beefus, we're going to see some real strange stuff from those two because Emily's going to become a multimillionaire. She's like any of the big Nepo babies just running around doing whatever they want. It's almost like she, every time she posts a video like you have, uh, Ashley inherits another million. <laughs> she's, she's cut out a little more out of the will. <laughs> well, this came up. And so, John, just listen and enjoy and comment, if you will, on this new song with her friend, a new friend too. We've seen the other guy from the other videos. This is a new one. And I did some zooming in because the facial expression, she's given this everything. Thank you. 
They're like a they're like a Kryptonian uh, Phantom Zone wedding band, right? I'm not yeah. one to fat shame, but uh, more chins. Everyone than else in the thread is <laughs> in the chat. What did he say? I'm not. I looked down. More chins uh, than James Wan's uh, contact list. Good God. And that's again, uh, good, good, good. Can we, I think we've got the makings of a new contest, right? The the beautiful day contest. Can we redo that song and rap oh, versions and and death metal versions? We're we're so fixated on Zuzazu. Is that worse? Oh, this or is better, a great idea. However you wanna. You, that's a great idea, and I think we may mobilize because I know David. It's two chords they're playing yeah. on the piano. So if anyone has a keyboard lying around they'll probably be able to work them out themselves you don't really need we could do something because she's she's just being prolific man like she did two new songs on a friday night in a row and and i think there's an album there's gonna if oh man if she drops an album i'm gonna lose my mind because she did that it. tour, that live singing the, the other month, a month ago, remember, where she's yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. And she, I think she puts out she's... more music than Howard puts out shows. I think she puts out like 90 <laughs> ah, songs nice. a year. Nice. I love that. And um, I've just got a quick update. I've Apparently, Dennis sent me some footage of him out in Tennessee. Just... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so I appreciate, thanks for the update dennis i hope it's going well oh arnold strong numero uno says the younger guys that's so funny you talk about the younger people that work on this show they just they're trying to get into the lowest levels of show business and they work on this show i bet you they don't have a good they go he writes the younger guys on the show have to know that none of their friends actually ever listen or talk about the show that they know it's it's probably just like with us with the show i rarely tell anyone that we do this show. Do you think the young people on the show can be proud to work on the show on any level and just say, yeah, oh, that's a good, that's I just work it serious. Never, I don't work. Yeah, yeah. I don't say what they do. I've never heard it thought about that because you can't uh, use your fame anymore. Like you could, but with appearances. Right. So you are stuck. This doesn't lead to anything. Right. Right. This is a dead end. Yeah. Because they'd also make, we're allowed to make more money like Sal and, all of that, they could do the appearances and probably make twenty grand more a year, or even more with those. It would be shows. enough to to make them like comfortable, and he won't yeah. allow them to do that because it cheapens his brand. And what pray tell is this precious brand where cult where 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 we're garnishing so much? What is this brand we're protecting? It's already been torn limb from limb for at least ten years. Well, more than that, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the brand ever was, but whatever it is, it's much worse than Howard thinks it is. Those days, you know, that ship sailed. There is no brand. Yeah, you can't even use. I don't even think you deserve to use the word brand. What could you say? You'd be. Oh, if I worked on that. Crazy show. Robin, welcome back, Crazy Robin, our Nubian princess. She, uh, she always takes those little Crazy Robin sabbaticals. But it's good to see you're back. Yeah. Hope you're okay. Hope you're Sarah okay. Sarah was requesting her to sit on a 90210 watch along a couple times. That's Yeah, that's I remember that. Yeah. I thought that was set. So crazy Robin, you've got to get in touch with them. And um, you know what we've got? Who wants to head into the Dabbleverse for a very, very, very brief moment? John, 
Are you keen? Uh, by, yeah, go ahead, do it. I'm not going to say well, it's yeah, this is your reward that... for for helping out this two weeks. <laughs> You're going to indulge me now. You, but you are fa- you were a fan of Sam Kinison and his brother Bill. Last week he was on uh, Stuttering John's podcast, and God, John, you're going to love this, John. John, things get lost in translation. I think this segment should be called. Go out and then come back in. Can you redo all this? Just go out of the room, like go out and then come back in. <laughs> he literally hey, walked out of his room. Hey, Dave. Hey, John. Hey, I'm trying to get Bill on his, his computer. This is a so atypical of a stuttering John moment. He's... he's I've seen better that, chemistry from Skip Bayless and uh, Michael Irvin. So that's Sam Kinison's older brother at that point, right? Or just yeah, that doesn't matter yeah. if he's older. That was when Howard would have on, if he couldn't get the guy who would have Bill Kinison on, he would have on George Carlin's brother. It's God, how old's how is that? That's Bill Kinison? Or yeah. is he another brother? Oh, that's crazy. That where did it go from where did where did the interview go from there? And what did he talk about with him? I don't, I do not want to know. I saw that, that was on Twitter, and I just thought, oh, God, John. Speaking of Kinnison, Paul Simon, right? The Sounds of Kinnison is a Paul Simon song. We're going to have to go to that next week, that fucking Fred song. We get to hear Fred singing The Sounds of Kinnison. Oh, no. That's that's actually from the Paul Simon song. He did a bit of that this morning, uh, gearing up for Paul Simon, like five minutes out of that show. So, you know how he loves to waste time? Wow. What do you think about what Farmer Justin says here? I say this all the time in different ways and phrase different. So Howard seems to be afraid to talk about current events. I think he's so scrambled by pre-recording, and he gets the option to pre-record. Anytime something is mentioned, he homina hominas out of it. I, I do. I do think he's – I think that's why the news went away. I think he it gives him the option to pre-record stuff. By no means – and again – the show doesn't need to be, they could pre-tape it and nobody would give a shit. They don't need, it doesn't need to be live on any level. That's no. a great comment. But I want it to be. Like, I be, obviously, like this morning when uh, the fugitive was caught, um, I was like, ah, it is live. So we can't use that anymore because it is live. So if, if, if Aerosmith come on, it may not be live, but... Breaking in was good. It, it was a bit of a relief because if, oh man, that would have been a smoking gun for this show. If he hadn't even mentioned that if the fugitive was caught, I would have been like, you've got him. You've got somebody, him. Somebody posted, I think it was last night, that Aerosmith canceled a tour. And you know, that ties into Hollywood Vampires of Joe Perry. Um, where are we at with um, Steven Tyler's um, statutory rape? Now, that, that, that would be, have to be why they canceled it, right? That was a – it's not going away. That was the last thing I heard of Steven Tyler. They just canceled it and made up an excuse of exhaustion. They're old and blah, 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 but that has to be why, right? The statutory rape thing has not gone away. No, I don't think it has. I'm just checking it out now. They right. postponed uh, – a day ago they postponed six farewell, farewell tour shows because of Steven Tyler's – quote vocal cord damage so 
Yes, it doesn't. Je- Jeremy Harrelson. We're gonna, I think we're going to spend a little time. I, w- I was going to give my phone number out if Bond wants to, and I was going to take calls and put it on speakerphone. And if you wanted to, I mean, I don't know. That's um, your choice. I don't, I don't know what the risk is. I really don't. I don't know. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Um, serious question. That's... Jeremy Harrelson says, do you think Howard tries to ignore current events because he doesn't want to offend anyone because his dad isn't around to tell him what to think because it's not about him? Uh, yeah, I think that he's a, he doesn't have a strong take on it. He has no passion or um, he doesn't really stand for anything. He may have used to stand for something. But he doesn't stand for anything now, so he doesn't. He need. He does need to be told what to think. He's worried about his. His real primary concern is how do I sit at the Hollywood lunch table, and I do think he's terrified of current events for that reason. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, thing blew his mind. He he. It, Bob, would it take him three weeks to weigh in for the first time after the trial had been going on? And because Probably, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is such good friends with Depp. And there's a lot of people in his stead that Kimball's friends with Depp that he didn't know what angle he tried to take the I hate using the W word, but he tried to use the he tried to take the woke angle and he realized, oh, shit, that's not working. And so I think Downey called him and read him the riot act, and you know, and that and he then he would just he would waffle and flip flop on it. It was the worst take. And I watched, you know, obviously I was immersed in it more than anybody was. Howard's take on it was the worst take in all of pop culture on the Depp stuff, the worst. It would have been so different if that were the 90s and how he would yeah. have tackled that. Every day. It would have been like OJ. He would have spent every day on it, all day. Guests, he would have guests you know, revolving around, but he had no ticket. It was he, – he stands for nothing. And I think that trial gave me the reason. Okay, he's waiting. He needs to test the, the waters of celebrity and w- which way to go. And I think – uh, Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, yep. Because, um, God, that, that was free content for him. It's very strange. God, he he just ignores. Yeah, you could spend you could have spent weeks on it, right? It. Free content, right, right, right. And you would have loved it. Just uh, you, oh, being maybe the only one, just as a dip, you could have uh, scoured through it. But he's. Uh, Katie L. Donna know. says about Emily, uh, darting eyes like father, like daughter. As nutty oh, as she yes. is, Emily. Yeah, I agree with that, Beaverhausen. I agree. She's far Where happier than you? any of the skeleton the twins. Comments. I'm are just looking right back. back. Just, oh, okay, okay. I just, I got another thing quickly because I um, I been showing a lot of stuff from the forum screen grabs this week, and I thought I love segments, so I'm just going to cover a little more of Monique's trip because everyone's asking. But I reached out. I love an, a segment intro, as you know, and I thought oh, maybe I'll do the voice. And then I thought I'm so sick of hearing my voice on this podcast. When yeah, I you get sick of Turn it on and I, I hear me going to my world. cleaning out the yep. computer. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. So I reached out to a forum member and said, do you want to do it? And they agreed. And so we have a new segment called Forum Moment. And now the Forum Moment. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I believe that was the great Chaka Khan doing Ray Stern, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. I reached ah, out. I didn't want to blow up your spot. Uh, you got it, man. You got it. And what a lovely voice. Yeah. So here's our, here's our Monique. This has been her post for her while she's been in Egypt. And she's been putting up some wonderful stuff. Beautiful shot there. The camera quality as well of these photos on the forum. They're gigantic. 4K. Uh, crazy. And our forum members got into the Photoshop. 
And boom. Bobby <laughs> Bowie nailed it, dude. Is that a Panera uh, Bread in the background? Where is she? I don't believe she's in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> the pillars of her, that's so good. Biznik had to kick in, and she posted this one. Oh, she my writes, God. Is that Hansy? Is that the great Hansy from Canada? No, but she <laughs> writes, fascinating wood sculpture. So haunting and lifelike. So Monique, isn't it? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. boom, Biznik. <laughs> look at that. And someone did a Benji, which it really does look like Benji. Yeah. That oh, wow. Eyes, a bulging, bulbous eyes. Michael Clark Benji. You crazy you know, kids in your Photoshop. You're so quick on that. They nail it. And I'll give her props. She's a trooper. There have been hundreds of Photoshops of Monique, and she's never complained once. She takes it on the chin, and that it's was, hard to be a was the forum moment. What's a forum? It's hard to be abroad in these midst. Stern fans are, are sociopaths and, and crazy, crazy people. We have the best of, amongst us, but you gotta be, you know, you gotta have a thick skin. It's really tough to be in the, in the mid. You're just, you're always in the firing line. I guess you kind of you signed up for it, right? Just like being an yeah. NFL player, you signed up for it. There was no court that sentenced you to play in the NFL. Now you're complaining about if somebody gave you an option, like when you're a little kid, I remember just being like, you tell any like kid playing PAL or Pop Warner in middle school and they said to him, okay, here's the deal. You can make the NFL. I'm going to make a deal with you. You go, it's guaranteed you're going to play in the NFL. You're going to get all the all the fame whore groupies that come with it and the salaries and all the great stuff that comes with the fame and you get to generational wealth, but you may, it's a, it's a, it's a brutal game. You may have a little head trauma. Who would say no to that deal? And now when you get there, you complain about that. It's too violent as if you weren't aware that it's violent. Yeah. You can't say it. Yeah. Don't even tr you should be turn that to down. Yep. Um, do you, okay, what do you want to go to the, the actual content of today or yeah. I know it's a bit flimsy. We're going to bash. There's only uh, five or six, but he did kick off, you know, I guess he's what you just said earlier, John, he's keeping current with the news and he talks about the iPhone 15 and just to, uh, has to whinge about it. I get really uh, turned on when there's a new iPhone and then, you know, I don't know anything about computers and things, but. They made a big announcement, told you they're going to glue it together differently. And the camera is capable of making a major motion picture. But it's kind of like I just use the camera for, you know, taking video of Beth rescuing cats. So I, I don't really, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to go on a movie set with my new camera. camera. No, I mean, in the promo, they were like showing you a whole film crew making an entire film with your iPhone. All of them I, with phones. <laughs> I got to tell you, I made a professional movie. There's something really exciting about going on set and seeing those big cameras, those big movie cameras. You make, it makes you feel like you're doing a movie. Honestly, if I had to shoot my movie today on an iPhone, I'd be really bummed out. I'd be like, I could have done this at home. Mm. You don't, it always comes back to him and that, if, if he can crowbar in that movie. I'm having a hard time, and I think the chat will probably agree with me, and I know you must feel this. I'm having a hard time concentrating on what he's saying because I hate his voice so much. So my skin's crawling, and I'm actually concentrating on the pitch 
and the Darth Kermit modulation and how he needs to get off. Like every entertainer, like the, the cardinal sin of entertainment is like not knowing when to get off the stage, right? I told Opie this. He's Shaquille O'Neal on the Celtics or the Cavaliers. Like he should have at the very least gotten out 12 years ago. Like when Artie left, that should have been, all right, This, this no, it's never going to get better than this. And all I do yeah. is I find myself listening to him and I'm not even concentrating because I know it's so redundant. I know he's repeating himself that I'm more agitated at how is the timber of his voice. I know what it is for you, as you call it, the chiclets. Yeah, the chiclet teeth and the Darth Kermit, right. You've been been hammering this since since the show started. It's it. You're right too. I mean, well, you were talking last night when we got off about. I wish we recorded that about the pauses. So when you edit this, you said the biggest problem you have. Is is you're you're editing the pauses that, and the pauses actually take hours for you to sift through because you're distilling a clip that goes from like you know whatever seventeen minutes to 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 ninety seconds, and you're taking pauses out by doing that. His yeah. pauses, his dramatic Shatner, and those pauses were where Artie used to go. If you think about it. Oh, perfect analogy. Right, exactly. Well, that's when you hear the dull. When you hear the dull tone, how boring and lifeless and passionless this is, and with no comedian in there, those pauses is where Artie used to go, and that's a huge reason why this show sucks, like it does for the level that it does. If he's trying to signal to Robin, jump in. That's sad. I feel sorry yeah. for Howard if he can't communicate it to her, even just. <laughs> After the show, say when I pause, I need you to jump in. If that if 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 their communication level is so low and they've given up, because I don't know if he is. Maybe he would say we give him a hard time about the pause. Maybe he would say, "Yeah, I'm waiting. For, I'm trying to get Robin. I'm waiting. Um, I don't know." But yeah, every time I that clip there, that iPhone one was a lot longer. Each each. I could cut three seconds out of those yeah. pauses I've shown you. Before. We've all seen that before. So three, six, nine, twelve. You can get up to thirty seconds cut and, from just that length of a clip. His pauses aren't just pauses. This is a guy reading fifteen monitors with nobody filling that time. So you're sort of going. We've made fun of it over and over again. When Monique will do, we'll do like you know, it's an alligator count that that you couldn't get the Justin Fields on, um, and you're just it's it's so unnatural i can't tell you how many times i've thought that there was a glitch in serious because mm-hmm. it was double digit seconds the pa- you don't take pauses yeah. like that in radio well you monique get- got the biggest one last yes, year the six seconds i've still haven't seen one longer um this uh this since i've been doing these that was a monster it would have to that- be in the last decade it has to be post no comedian it has to be in the last decade, the, the worst, the longest pause. If anyone, we should maybe have a contest. If it's dig through the archives and look for the longest pause. It would, that would be the most tedious fucking boring, but it would be funny. It would be funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. Like the last couple of, sh- the last few shows with us, I've been um, like pausing at the start of them because when the show starts, I say hello to everyone, and then when you guys start talking, I'm actually muting my microphone and putting the show on speakers and listening to my voice and then your voices and trying to get them all level. I'm like really, really – it's it's like a OC anal thing. So that's why those shows I, I was looking back and I was like, ah, I need to 
get a bit more because it felt like the show went it lulled at the start and I was a bit yeah. disappointed with it. But the re-edited one I did the other day that we got removed, I cut um, it right tight. So, And if anyone didn't hear that show, uh, that was like, that's like my uh, bohemian rhapsody of editing because I got, I was able to get all of our isolated microphones in post-production where you can't hear anyone else talking. So I could just hear John talking and I could do a mix with compression. That's like the best, probably the best sounding radio, uh, radio gunk show you'll ever hear. Cause I was able to bring up levels. And when John's talking and then Dennis starts talking, I was able to balance it. So you feel this, you don't get the, uh, uh, where people start talking over the top of each other. I was able to cut it out. And it's like, a, it's like listening to this smooth show, which is, the problem with live is that you can't, um, you can't control, you can't tell everybody. It's it's it becomes like random, especially when you're talking something like Howard that's so contentious, where yeah. different opinions people are jumping in. But um, if anyone didn't see, listen to that show, go and listen to it because it sounds wildly different. I'll listen to this. Bon pulling the curtain back. Um. Yeah. It's, which kind of, and I love the chat and everything and the live, and we go through this with the deafening all the time. I have these little hiccups, and when we pre-record it, it's so much easier. Like, it's so, like, you just don't have the worries about the, those those hiccups, and you, can, you have the option to do shit like that, to polish this turd, to make it mm -hmm. look like it's so much, like, whatever, 40% better than it really is. We haven't had that with the deafening too much. But I'm, Sarah probably has footage of me just having absolute, like, uh, Casey Kasem level Orson Welles fits yelling at my, not yelling um, at her, but yelling at myself for just, just having no grasp of the technology. Yep. Because if you pre-record it, you're in the mindset that we could fix anything. So if you start going blah, 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 making a speech, and then you say the wrong words a few times, and you go, oh, you'll just say, oh, effort, oh, come on, because you're not live. And that's when it gets weird because you can Oh, David was on. We did yeah. a fucking Sweeney Todd watch-along with David. We, <laughs> we we did this hour and 10-minute cut. David's doing like five articulate, you know, cerebral monologues about uh, Stephen Sondheim and Sweeney Todd, and like, I didn't hit record. Hour and ten minutes. Oh, no. We had to we recreated it again, oh. and it actually didn't do a bad job. We had to recreate the whole thing. That's but the that's problem. heartbreaking, right? It's isn't it? When it, the moment you realize it, you go, "Oh no, I've done that." We've too. done that I've on done. Gunk Bond. We've done it on Gunk a half dozen times. We had a show with um, what's his name, Doctor Ivan, who did the artwork for Stern Fan Network. He was like the second guy to to mutt on the Stern. We did a show with him. It was a two and a half hour show. It was great. We had dirt from all sorts of and Monique. I didn't hit record. It was the oh, first. God. It was the first year. It was like four months in, and we did a show with them. She goes, "I didn't record." Two, it's not. It was like when her and Grace were like uh, ab fab, and they were drunk all the time, and she just didn't record. I think that's happened on on this show, yep. but it. She thought she had started the live show. Yeah, and she, and she had the chat off or something. Here's the problem, and Bon, and you go through she this. She realized too. after 10 minutes or something, oh my God, I haven't started the show. So she's seeing the chat and they're just saying, where is it started? And uh, yeah. There's something Crazy. wrong because the format, because the chat will go in and you think you're live. You think they can hear your pregame banter, which you don't, you don't hit. So when you, you, you going live and hitting recorded two different things. So when she plays 
the theme music you're not on, you have to hit live. And if you don't hit it, you think you're on and there's nothing to tell you that you're not on. And so we're talking and oh shit, we've been talking for 15 minutes and we never hit live. They're not Ooh. even hearing us. <laughs> I like that, but I know I saw some comments in the chat. Yeah, we're getting back to it. So they I'll just get back to the iPhone thing, uh, the clips. So they continue on the iPhone. Oh yeah, they used a lot of big words like super retina, the the nit, and then it's like the A B C D E F G. Yeah, because uh, she just said the A R of uh, yeah. something. <laughs> I was like, what? By gobbledygook. Peak HDR brightness reaches sixteen hundred nits, so HDR nits. photos and videos will look better than ever. Aren't nits those little lice eggs that you know when lice lay eggs? It's a nit. No, I don't maybe know. Not. No, this but is she's saying it's got aluminum under it, so I don't and care. And it's bonded. And it's bonded <laughs> differently. First innovation, using a new thermomechanical process that joins these two metals with incredible high strength. And John, this bit's, they try and do a bit now. And it's... Oh, Robin, look. Was that, a, was that Rachel Butera bon, doing that voice? Uh, I, pr Yeah. Probably. Somebody brought up Rosie O'Donnell. So I was I was reading the great mockery that, and I want to thank everybody who participates in them, from Reno to K Tate to Spandrel to Kive ninety six to Cookie to obviously Dennis who narrates it. And I thought I heard something with Rosie O'Donnell, so I assume they're using fucking Rachel Butera again. I can't. Be, I wonder what she. What does she do? What does she do? I can't believe she's, she's a talented broad. I, I don't know what she there's no way she enjoys working on the show in any capacity. Cause she did didn't she do Trump? No, not Trump Sanders. Remember the Trump's um media but was it Sanders? Oh, oh, you talk about um oh god, uh, Sarah you know um yeah, yeah, yeah. Huckabee. Oh, that's that's right. I think it was I think it was Huckabee, right? That's her? The thing the yeah, thing with Howard right. and Trump is I, I hate to give her credit, but it seems like this is Sarah Silverman Trump shamed him into going political. You remember that show we did? It was like three years ago. And she's like, you don't stand. You for want... She said to him, you don't stand for anything. What are you doing? And you like what all this stuff's going on and you don't bring it up. And she hammered him for 45 minutes straight. And then he realized, oh, God, I can, you know, my, I could get better in the in the Clooney sect if I actually talk. So his Trump stuff was very stilted. It was very late. He's not at the forefront of it. His takes are just as bad as the depth heard takes I was talking about. And uh, he has mm -hmm. the people sending uh his bullshit to the uh, to pick up on Yahoo and articles and the publicist and Leslie Dart sends them out to the people and it, they act like these are some strong takes in there and as soon as the Trump people hit back he he hides and cow as soon as Donald Trump Jr. posts pictures of him doing blackface he hides again. Yeah. Is this a rerun? Yeah, you, you got it, you got it. <laughs> Where did you find that? Did I send you that? No, I think I. <sighs> Hate it. I think I went to the and listened to the whole bloody interview to get to it. That's the kind of effort we put in sometimes. I, I had that right on it. my heart. I I sent it to Monique. I think I sent it to you uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we never played it. Oh no, I've had I that in there for like again. a year. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, lo I love it the way she said it. She's she's kind of cool when she's on the show. If you can give him crap, that's great. But they use they go to this a they try and do a bit now with this. 
this woman iPhone, and you, you just get that feeling that this isn't comedy. Oh, Robin, oh, it's look, sports. it's the woman it? from Apple who made oh. the announcement. Hi. The new iPhone 15 has an A12 titanium carbonite HDMI LCD 5.328OX Big Sur operating system. Well, you will come in your pants when you see the 3000 nit display with anodized titanium case. And it goes on for a few minutes of it. I'm not going to You can tell like stupid. nobody's heart's in it doing it. The voice. Certainly Howard, the writing of it, the concocting of it, the crafting of it, the producing of it. You can tell like nobody's hearts in it. It's this forced filler that it just, you sort of go and who's listening to this show for that? You know what I mean? What on earth? It's very, sorry. Forced. No, no, go, you go, you go. It's, it's like a, it's weak. It's more, it's not comedy. It's more like entertainment like i wouldn't laugh ever but if i was driving somewhere for hours and hours i'd go yeah but you get it so quick it's it's like i mean if if you hadn't heard that and i said if i put it to you maybe you could make a bit out of that girl talking well what do you want us to do it what do you want us to do with it what do you want You'd us to do? Say, You're listening to it. You, no one's laughing. You're sort of like, yeah. ah. And so are we trying to prove how talented we are at production, that we're doing like kind of a parody, but it's not funny enough to put that kind of effort That's in. It. Nobody's heart's in it. It. What needle are you moving with it? Like, What do you want us to do with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you, you want? It's so low, that comedy. Like, yeah, like if you put it to me, We'll do a satire of the voice. I'd go, oh, well, you just have the woman start saying all weird stuff, like it's got a picture tube in it, and all, which is what they basically did. So it's really low bar again. I'd who it's kind of thing that I guess Shuley was and Brent were knocking this kind of stuff up back yeah, in the day. That's right. That's right. And that's who I'd love to know who's doing it. But let's talk about Mehmet because he was back, and you know how he comes and goes because he can't deal with it and i tired he's this. one of the strangest presences on this show he really does that you're you're, you're saying there he, he like he'll disappear for months and months at a time you're like oh my god i'll give you one i'll give you one that's even because i've made clips of him today what is steve brandano up to i'd love to know because he's still there he's on the yeah. show but you don't hear his voice and he probably likes it that way he's probably embarrassed he probably his hip williamsburg friends think the wait, show wait, is wait, he became like the live music coordinator or something. Yeah, that well, that's the title they that's gave it. him, right? But he wants that's the to title. Hear. But um, get um, get him in and make fun of him because that wouldn't bother me. Hearing people crap on does, him is so weird. Does anyone remember the last time you heard Steve Brandano on the show? No, I've heard even him if, mentioned that. Not Howard even mentioned. Would, would mention. He's almost I got think, the Marcy thing where you can't even you don't bring his name up. He's almost yeah. like he's that next level. Like you don't know he's. It's crazy. And I, it, with him like that, I don't. I don't care because I want to. No, I, I know. If you say if you say I can hear about Marcy, I'm like, yeah, there's so much. But with him, it's just a, a void. But um, you, you don't know. You never know. Like we have, um, freaking ass napkin Ed just pops up. So it could happen next week, and it wouldn't surprise me. That's the problem. They don't try and do anything with it they it'll the moment they're running so empty on the gas 
they'll bring Beetlejuice, they'll pay Beetlejuice probably $100 to come on, which is probably what they had to do to get him last year or whenever it was. I think it was last year or this year. Do you know how big he is on TikTok? Yeah, and no. I... Oh, it's so weird. I think yeah. it was a Katarina. I don't know if she's on if she's in our chat anymore. Brought my attention to it and I looked at it and it was like 10 million views on t- his one thing gets more than every Stern video combined. And he he's the show. Like and they and they know it, and he should have like a manager that keeps him away from them. Like, I mean, obviously I wouldn't know who he was it was, but he's passed them by like they're standing still and it ain't that hard. Crazy Robin goes, Rachel needs the money and she sells her soul. That's right, Crazy Robin. Rachel, Rachel Butera, she needs, if, I don't know, I would love to know, and I'm sure she'd probably tell you, like, in a, if you got her alone somewhere, she would say they give me, I don't know, what would you say they give her a bit if she does, like, a, they, it, there's no way she's doing this shit for free. It'd be she's by the promoting. hour, she, yeah, she'd be charging, like, freelance, it'd be by the hour, so not much, because she could, that girl like that can do it in one or two takes, so it's. Yeah, I don't even know how they she's work. Very out the money for she's very talented. She's very, you know, she, he, she just, she. I'm sure her dream was to be on a sketch show like in SNL, but the timing wasn't there. However, that and that SNL sucks because it's not merit based. It, it hires people like Pete Davidson. It's going for fame. It's going for weird gimmicks. And Ken Lorne Michaels packaged this into a teen idol and stuff. So mm-hmm. SNL is not about talent anymore. It's about weird gimmicks. And uh, she. She certainly is as good as anybody, you know, female watch. She does a, she's very talented. And uh, who is, who is that? That last one you posted, Bond, who was that? Who's who my Clay Douglas over here. Is that a real name or is that a joke? I'm not kind of catching man. on to who's Clay Douglas gamma, man. Is that a real thing? Oh yes. He's on I have no show. idea. I'll Did, type it into Google yeah. clay. Sarah Huckabee, the new face of L'Oreal says Johnny Meyer. <laughs> There's no place in the show business for a Rachel Butera anymore, says David. Like the audience are unsophisticated enough to like do an impression that only acts anymore. It went out with Rich Little, especially this show. It has no, it doesn't belong. Nothing no, belongs a, in this show. He's a, he's a podcaster. Okay, Clay but he does, but he does he really produce that show? And they're not allowed to. Oh, okay. Angry political guy, isn't that a right wing guy? Brandano works on that show. I don't know. Type Steve's name in on that as well, just to see if it's actually listed. Did he leave the show and we're not aware of it in the vein of like a Brent and Shuli and Scott the engineer, and they just don't. Obviously, they don't bring up anybody that leaves it. That's absolutely a no-no. Is that possible? Or yeah, it is very possible when you. I don't know what a Brandano gets out of this show. Yeah. When you get when you get them having no airtime, yeah, you you, yeah. you just don't, I don't even know, what, know what he, when they right. get kicked out of the show. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know, but we'll keep looking. And um, so Mehmet's on, and it's a long thing, and he's talking about Gary and this vinyl think party he does. And as much as you guys, you know, like to shit on me, I do think. I do resonate with a with a strong majority of the audience who doesn't call in, doesn't email. Like they, someone was telling me, I had the most downloaded episode of Summer School. Like people like me, and I, I, despite I told what you, you guys, that. someone upstairs told someone, me that. Where are you getting this information? I, you know what, Matt? I'm going to give you a sad fact, and I and I love you, and I love working with you, and, yeah. I, and I think you do a great job. But but having said that, 
99.9% of this audience has no idea who Mehmet is. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that the audience is really sitting and thinking about you. Well, the people who are, are keyed in do enjoy me. Well, the keyed-in audience likes you. I, I get it. I, yes. I think when the, you're the on summer school... The kind of person who likes me, you know, has a job. They've probably gone to college. They're not sitting on oh hold for God. hours. What's They're not going, how do I email the Howard Stern show? They're the basis busy with their lives. Like, where's the, what's the basis of this research you're discussing right now? Well, I, I've told you, people upstairs were like, oh, we got so much... Uh, Which so people? Many people? Who, who in particular? I don't... I, I mean, I, I don't... I, I'll give you names later, but yeah, uh, people searched for my name, people downloaded the episode, and, <laughs> you know, they said it went really well. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, hey, you went I'll, and looked for your results. That. No, people come to me. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Now, this is the best part. The next part is that you see that... Howard has to protect Mamet because something happens and you can hear Howard and Robin go and like defend him and then get him two out questions, of there. Two questions, a comment and a question. Number one, you know, I think Mamet is hyper out of all the shit on the show. He actually is a decent loose cannon thing. We get some decent moments out of him when he's on the air because I don't truly think he likes this show deep down. And I think he's holding I, – I, I almost feel for him in this clip because I think he knows how bad the sentiment amongst all the ex-fans are online and he's not allowed to talk about it. So he's kind of holding back and he realizes that he can't expose how hated Howard is truly reviled by everybody in those communities because you know he's hitting the message boards all the time and he just sees yeah. how hated he is. Yeah. And how do you download this show, by the way, now? Where are, we, where are we downloading the show? How do Radio you download Dink. it? No, no, I'm talking about the Stern show. He actually, my, he goes, my summer school oh, appearance yeah, is the most yeah, downloaded. Yeah. How do you download uh, that? He might just be meaning views, listen, okay. numbers of download. views. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, it's, is there a uh, Maybe, uh, well, if, if you'd know with the app that summer school can you download it to your phone so you can watch it later I offline or something like that? I, I, I don't, I, I've never been able to do it if there's a function for it. I don't know anyone who does. Uh, so I don't know. Mm. I, I don't understand. Uh, I have my own download method that I gave you the link for. We get the show oh, yeah. for free. We're not paying for it, Howard. So, <laughs> and I'll give anyone that link if they want it. I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you my link if you'll cancel Sirius and tell, and then call you have to call the operator and tell them why. And tell them why you hate the show. Yes. That link is awesome. <laughs> but check this. Listen to this because they start, that they go where, they go to Mamet's weight and things go weird. Mamet eats like a f***ing child. He goes to get a steak at Dave and Buster's. We say we're going to go to, <laughs> okay. we're, we're going to go to a high-end sandwich shop. And he so? goes, oh, sandwiches are disgusting why would anybody have a sandwich not disgusting he anywhere he goes he, as soon as he gets to the menu he's in a panic because any restaurant you go to he's got to immediately find out if there's chicken fingers or pizza on the menu and he puts salt on everything to an amount that you can't believe he's the worst eater i've ever right. okay let's you just guys. point out we're talking about i'm the most fit person on staff and all of a sudden i'm well, a bad you eater you got a gut no i don't have i did but i lost it <laughs> you did where when, when did that happen I think it's out there. It's a, all right. Well, all right. So let's just say. Descended into something that's not very funny. Right. Let's make moments a day. Uh, hey, a great, great clip, Bond, by the way. Um, you're doing an excellent job squeezing a diamond out of this rubble, <laughs> of, out of this bedrock of bullshit. 
Um, that's a really good clip. Uh, so now we're all we're all fat shaming now. So now Gary oh, is fat. This is what happens now on the show is they all are doing this, and I've noticed this since the germaphobe stuff. They all pretend to be what Howard is. So in order to get to in order to appeal to Howard, we all have to fat shame now. So now v Gary of all people is fat shaming and food shaming Mamet. And you know Gary's eating habits are as bad or worse than his. Yeah. And he smokes then... two packs of cigarettes a day, so Gary's no healthier than <laughs> anyone is. But then in a, in a great uh, double double standard, you get Howard and Robin saying this is oh this is inappropriate. I mean, what? The Why would he bail on that? That's I mean, what about Gary's, Howard laughing that's red at meat Jason for Howard, Kaplan's no wife? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Oh my god! But you would Howard's... think, but Gary thinks he's appealing to Howard's fat shaming side and his Schadenfreude side by doing this. And he bails on it. So you're not even getting yeah. that side. That's exactly why Gary's going in that direction. Do you remember when we did a show on the Christmas party? And this is another time when Mehmet was great. He talked about how the whole – Mehmet just kind of lost it. And he was like, why is this 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 staff Christmas party that we're all get, not getting bonuses for? Howard claimed, oh, he's like, well, I'll give you – and he's like, I don't – I'd rather have the money. What, what would you rather have? Uh, an anorexic lure fish bar or a $2,000 bonus at Christmas. <laughs> like you could just do it on your stuff. You could go to like, you know, Popeye's fi uh, fish. I don't mean the chicken place. I mean, there's a, in Long Island's a fish uh, thing. Long John Silver's. So he said, um, it, why are we going? Why are you why are you tailoring a Christmas party for you and Beth when it's for the staff? So they go to this lure fish bar. He's like, I don't like fish. A lot of people don't like fish. It's like not something I look forward to. That's yeah, my big yeah. bonus. I get to eat what Beth wants. That's for you. The lure fish bar, and you're writing it off as a matter of fact. So that's a, that is a a 112 production write-off, and you're having a Christmas party for you and Beth. You're celebrating yourselves. You're jerking yourselves off. I don't like fish. Most of the staff is in on fish. So he's like, I like, you know – burgers and pizza and stuff like that and they couldn't understand it and there's no way they don't understand it because gary's been goofed on in that same exact way i don't know how many times over the years yep it's nasty it really nasty like i hate this show. i hate everybody on this show. like what's how give me the money at... cancel this yeah. he does it because it's a right we've gone over this a million times he has the, that 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 stupid holiday party. It's usually if anyone's in New York, you want to crash it. It's the it's the last Wednesday. It's the mid Wednesday of every December at the Lore Fish Bar, and it's in Tribeca, on I think it's either Walker or West Broadway. And just hang out. Go there. Go there at around four thirty <laughs> o'clock and just hang out. Go in. Either go inside. They probably have it reserved, but just hang out outside, and you can watch them all go in and heckle them and do whatever you want. It's sneak in, crash, whatever. But it's Wednesday. It's the mid Wednesday of every December. The Lure Fish Bar in Tribeca, and then go in there around four thirty to six and just hang out. Stuttering John's writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is what's going on, and and uh, that 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 ending there barreling Mehmet out of there it's getting too tough don't don't have him on air if you can't if you know he can't deal with that you, I you agree yeah I love stupid, like uh, thank you Aaron Taylor thank you Aaron Taylor he says you can download it on the app so I guess if you have the app on your phone there's a download thing and does it come in like where you can save it or does it just sit there and you can't move it around because I, I hate Apple you can't move files around 
That's why I don't deal with it. probably can't move it. Yeah, but I bet you off, can't move it'll it. It'll work if you're in a cave or something. Right. It'll You'll be able to watch it. So that's cr- crazy. But then uh, little uh, Snapkin Ed calls, and this segues into another. Uh, this is interesting, actually, John. He's got, a, you're he's gonna... got a weird accent. Did you hear this, John? I have not heard it. I have not heard uh, it. You're... Listen to what he says because okay. there's a couple of things that you're going to go. Ah, interesting. Old buddy asked Napkin Ed, how are you, Ed? Howard, um, I have a couple questions, and uh, what do you want want me to start with? You got them there on your computer. (laughs) You say, uh, I don't have have anything on my computer, Ed, and I don't know what you should say. You're what asking do you me which start with. You're asking me which right. questions of yours you should start with, and, and honestly, I don't know any of your questions. All right, I'll go through it real quick. I do videos now on YouTube, and my name <laughs> on there is Ed Napkin Ed Stern. Oh boy. Okay. Is that a question? Right. Yeah. I want to. I got two questions. I want to know if you moan during sex. No. And the second one, um, why don't you do a real interview with Trump? Just a real interview. Oh, I think Trump's been interviewed enough. Or can't you get him anymore? Uh, oh, I don't <laughs> think he'd come on. But the interview would be contentious. I don't like how what I don't I don't uh, approve of what he's doing. And well, it wouldn't be talk to him about it. All right. Well, well, he's invited on any time. Come on, and I'll talk to you about. All it. right. What about the sex thing? He said I said no. I, I don't I don't moan when I fuck. I think it's I, uh, I think it's creepy. Of course you moan. moan. You're a creep. You're uh, creepy. How's that? You know you are. It's just creepy. Uh, if I did that, I think Beth would freak out. Uh, like it's hot when a woman moans, but when a dude does it, it's a little fucked up. It's like you know, moaning. I've been getting some. I've been. Didn't, didn't he just brag to Anderson Cooper promoting his awful book with 16 new pages uh, that he stole the title he stole from Jackie Martling comes again um, that the Trump team offered him to do the Republican convention that he was supposed to speak at it? Oh, Did he not brag to Anderson Cooper that he was offered the fucking Republican yeah. convention? So now he, you really don't think he can get he's literally telling the audience, I am not interested in doing exciting good radio. With a new, I don't forget about your political side. How would you possibly not attempt to have him on or say no? I mean, I, I could he get him on the? I don't know. I think maybe Trump would do it. He's oh, like no, him or not, he's think... one of the best guests in the history of the show. Oh, Trump knows what he's done to uh, all these parodies. He's afraid Trump of him. Would, is what he is. Trump would fucking hate him. He's now, afraid of him. Of course, of course. He's got nothing that he knows how neutered he is. I think Trump had a rant. Uh, last year, about out of nowhere, he had that truth social thing. He, I guess, and somebody, I guess, he did like a video of saying how bad the Stern show out of nowhere. It was just some random yes. rant. It was so right. weird. I couldn't believe all the indictments that he had time to do this. It was so bizarre. But he's clearly afraid of him. And that's a great clip you found. And the monitor thing. I mean, do we have to go into that? We've seen how many stills of 15 monitors with you do you remember the famous thing with Artie was talking about how racist howard was in the day when he would have callers say the n-word and when chris mm-hmm. rock was on he saw oh, yeah yeah they queue right. it up yeah so the yeah. next caller that's all they want to do is say the monique N-word. had yeah, that clip yeah. monique has that clip uh somewhere 
And we've heard it a million times. This is how patronizing, how stupid he thinks the audience is that we don't know the monitor shit by now. There's, so six, there's, there's 10 of them. It's basically saying these are the questions you wanted me to ask. Yes. And how, I don't have them on the monitor. I don't know. And hasn't Asnapkin has been in the studio, right? So he's seen the studio set up. Absolutely. So he knows what they have from Sears. What, what, how, God damn it. He's disrespecting like, or what little audience he has left. Honestly, it's so bad. He's just, he does all trans it's complete all honesty and any edge is completely shaved off this show there's nothing left he couldn't take that on <laughs> yeah. um, really the monitors are too much to say that you have monitors now i liked how he threw in what you can't get him to howard you can't get trump yeah yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah you yeah. can't get him man you just can't get him on like yeah how would be either way it's embarrassing he'd either he's either afraid of him or he can't get him either way it's lose 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 he had his chance and he doesn't have any ability to do good radio that's what you want to hear some mixing it up and he could be if he had his shit together if he had some piss and vinegar if he had passion if he stood for anything he could have trump on and challenge him and get him to hang up on him and 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 really hit him like uh what's her name did from uh, nbc jesus christ who's uh uh God, what is the woman's name from NBC who interviewed Amber Heard? Savannah Guthrie. He, mm -hmm. you're the world's greatest interviewer, right? That's how you're billing yourself. Why can't you do it? Is aren't you serious? Runs promos and medleys about how great an interviewer he is. Why shouldn't you want to do that? Shouldn't yeah. the world's greatest interviewer want to take that on as a swan song? Exactly. Exactly. I got something good though. I think I found something good in this episode. Will you indulge me, John? Sure. The they did a prank call, and it's a callback to. Um, well, they explain it, and you'll remember this because Richard and Sal used to do this. But it kind of I thought it was pretty good. So this takes a couple of minutes, but one, thought, one last if, thing, Bon. I'm sorry. One last, Arnold yeah. Strong numero uno. Arnold, one question. You know, like when you when you go on the internet, you have a second chance at you have a mulligan. If you hate your name, you can give yourself a new name or the name that you maybe really wanted. How do you come <laughs> up with out of all the names you could choose? You look at it and say, "Yes, Arnold yeah. Strong Numero Uno is this the is one good. that I'm going with." We're waiting. I for gotta you to know how you come this. up with that name. Arnold but he says Strong. that Gar Gary's friends with John Hine, right? And John Hine's diet is ten times worse than the Mets, right? Shouldn't we be doing that rant to John Hine? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good point, Arnold. Gary, Hein, um, Jason, freaking JD. The only, I imagine, I, we haven't heard from Will for yes. years, it yes. feels like. So I don't even know what he looks like. He's probably still a weirdy little skinny little man. Um, everybody on that show is chunky apart from Howard and Fred, I guess. But who cares? It's radio. And Benji as it's well sitting there looking like the vanity is the last thing the show should be worried. About. It's radio. Nobody cares. No, and all I did. It's it's insane. Him and the weight. Uh, since I've been listening to the show, it's it's insane. He's... Oh yeah, we got something on the weight coming up too because the Ozempic. But we'll 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 hit this because they listen to this. Tell, I want you to be perfectly one hundred percent honest and tell me if you think this is. I'm not saying it's hilarious, but I'm saying it's just entertaining. Like more than you'd expect from the Stern show these days. Check this out. You know that uh, an internet radio show, for lack of a better term, that we listen to, the one where 
It's two people called Tyra and Mother. And Mother's yes. a guy that talks like this. We call it the World's Strangest Internet Program. The Mother Show, it's called. It's a new age, hippy-dippy program hosted by this woman, Tara, and her co-host, Mother. We think Mother's a man, but... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We don't know. supposed to be a real person or I don't even know <laughs> what the whole premise is. We're intrigued with this show. We love this show. We love calling them. And now for the uh, world premiere, we thought it'd be fun to clone Mother's distinct voice using AI software. When AI Mother and AI Tara called the real Mother and Tara Ooh. on the Mother show. Yes. Anything you want to say about that, Mother? There is no judge, jury, executioner. Mm-mm. When your crimes against the universe come to the light of day. Okay, we have a caller, everyone. John, you're on the air. Hello, this is John P. McGrady. <laughs> you see, I'm a bit of a software engineer. Yeah. And I uh, love the show. I took some of the show audio. I put it into this software I developed. And I came up with an AI mother and Tara. What do you mean? Well, they talk to each other, they come up with topics, and the great thing is it, it could host your show long after you're gone. Well, all right, well. Well, would you like to hear a little bit of it? Okay. All right, well, let, me, let me just boot up the program here, and I'll uh, introduce you to them. Hello, I am A.I. Tara. Hmm. Oh, great. Hello. This is... Mother AI. You are? Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, Mother. It sounds. John, I'm getting so much pushback from the chat. I'm thinking of cutting. Well, read, it. <laughs> let's read what they say. You don't need me to talk about how this is, and it's a, it's, it's the Chris Wilde does that same voice every time you. No, no, you just, immediately you just know it's his fucking hacky self. God, he he and Howard must be um, anal raping the f out of each other if he's getting on with this shit. <laughs> he turns stuff down to choose this. Yep. What did the, what I, did I don't, I don't mind it when you get into this stuff because there's a lot of sounds. I, I get off on the the computer sounds. They put that all together, but yeah. Um, but I can how see much? Why how long do you think it took him to do that? Oh, not that long, but oh, I don't know. What do, what do you want us to do? The, who is this for? Lauren Marie says Howard's not even listening to this segment. I really don't think he's listening. He just read off script and he's the intro. He's probably looking at his cell phone while this is going. I agree. I agree. I don't even think he's listening to it. Yeah. I, I like the callback to the old show with that because that's from Richard and Sal in 2008 or Jeremy, seven Jeremy or Harrelson's got a great point, too. This is a ripoff of Richard Christie's stupid Ethel call, which wasn't really that funny either, and he's actually knocking off of that. I agree with that 100%. The Ethel Merman, you know, and Sal and Richard do it. And by the way, prank calls are illegal. You can't prank. It's not you're not allowed to do it in New York. You have to what the rule is. And Opie's explained this. He's he's blown up the Stern Show spot over and over again. You have to call the person first, tell them you're pranking them and they go along with it. Johnny Myers in there. He probably does it all the time. So they know mm-hmm. you're calling them and it's this disingenuous bullshit. It's completely we know they're fake, but I'm just telling you how it's fake. You have to tell the person you're yeah. calling them and then you execute that. How it go, maybe. Wilding calls the guys like, look, I'm from the, oh, I mean, they're a back office person in that case, but you could even do it with real people and say, we're going to call you and you're going to go along with this. 
Yeah, that, wow. it is interesting though, because the one um, to Ronnie, which was spoofing the number, a fake phone number comes up, and you, Ronnie said they looked up the number, so they were actually spoofing the place that they were saying that they were calling from. That's illegal too. You get a ten thousand dollar fine in New York State for doing that. So you could say that Ronnie knew. Of course, it's Ronnie, so I guess they could spoof the number and trick him into thinking that it's the person. Because what's Ronnie going to do, call the police about it or whatever? I don't know. Um, but they're, they're getting up to little tricks on this show to try and... Um, I hope the, this call that we've just been we're listening to, I hope it wasn't fake. Oh, if that was a real thing, but I mean... The, the the production and the layers to it and the what the the mm-hmm. the the the, clo- the bottom line is like the and the, you you at very best you're like oh that was kind of interesting and the, the the final product what do you want us to do with that what do you get out of it as a listener and how much uh po- you know uh, the, the, the the absolute production that goes into making that thing how it, it probably took them three hours to make that thing. And it, that just, it just lays there. What do you think it about is... this with Trump? Um, if, if if Trump says no, Trump could come back and expose how few listeners the show gets. So he turns them down and says, no, I'm never going to go on a show that has <laughs> so few listeners like you do. And they actually expose. I don't know. Maybe he gets uh, they, uh, so, somebody in the in the know at Sirius and he actually exposes how few listeners he has. He's It's not worth my time to do a show that has what at 6,000 listeners a week. I wish he would. I just think like the last couple of years, he's had so much on his mind and everything that he never would bother. He probably thinks how it's just so irrelevant that it's not worth, I don't know, but um, oh, I got aeroplane flying over if you can hear that. What was your reaction when you <laughs> listened to this in real time? Uh, that clip just then, or the show, the whole show. The clip, the, the, this clip. Oh, I thought that uh, I, I got I got off on the the history that Rich and Sal used to do it. I liked that, but um, I'm not freaking jumping up and down. Like I'm never gonna laugh literally out loud at this show. That's or that's impossible. Wait, well, Howard oversells it so much. The mere act and the edge of any organic prank call is is has left the building. You can't do anything. That and least of all, we know even the most lemming, uh, naive amongst us know how fake it all is. I can't yes. believe they still go through with it. Will Murray is the quote unquote head writer of this show, so it's all filtered. Ugh. He's greenlighting this. So Will Murray deserves to take accountability for how this stuff gets on. They're oh, not yeah. capable of good work, so I don't even want to. No matter what they do, we're going to hate it. It's just going to go on and on and on. But that's especially bad. And it did because that that I I was trimming that clip, but it was probably five minutes. So it's a time killer. Five minute prank call. You got big balls to yeah. try that. A Brizzo uh, says, of- "Can we address? Can we address Robin's dementia?" Howard just lets her babble and babble and babble, doesn't respond to what she says. They have no chemistry. They don't hear each other. He seems very annoyed when she rants. They they, they really, really don't mesh. If they were even ever had chemistry, but now it's especially bad. There's, there's really nothing there, right? There's no repartee. They don't bounce off each other. They don't have – it's like they're not even – it's like they're recording two different shows on two different days. 
She knows I don't even notice her anymore. I don't even notice she's that. Like she speaks and I don't no. even hear her. It's white noise, she, no pun intended. But she knows he's a phony, I feel. So I do too, I think. There's a disdain for him. And when the Beth comes in, she just can't help but just go, this is crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. To them. She she resents her. It's it's so weird. The whole I, I don't blame her for I'd love to um if I lived over there, if I saw her, that's the kind of stern staff member that I would go and talk to because I would love to say hi and say, Oh, lie and I love you on the show and you know, she'd go, Oh, thank you and I and then try and just um make some jabs at Howard and see if she starts laughing hysterically, you know, just to see where she feels like, um, and just throw in stuff like, you can't be enjoying doing this now. The way Howard wants to run this show, see what she, how she reacts. I don't know. No, I, I get, I get it in her voice. I guess she doesn't, she, she's, she's tired of, of going along with the program. She's a buckwall client. She's got to go. She can't stand his lies and the redundancy and the kind of the repeating the same stories. I, she sounds just very, very jaded. She needs, they need, it's unbelievable. Like the core sin of entertainment is not knowing when to get off the stage. And he's torn that limb from limb. I mean, he should have retired. We say this all the time. 13, when Artie left was the greatest time to leave. Yeah, I think when she does her rants, that's that's the closest she can get to cracking on air. Yeah, she's yeah, just she can't oh, even I'm, fake. I'm, she's I, losing I, the fake yeah, laugh, she, right? She can't even fake she, laugh anymore. Yeah, she goes, "Ah, oh my god, I've got to talk. I've just got to talk. I've just got to hear my own voice for one minute, just to, oh, or either I'm gonna say I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. She just goes, "You're gonna listen. I'm gonna have some control for one minute," and he knows that too. He's fantastic when she does. He just goes, "Yes." Yes, Josh yes, Foster says that yes. they need to be in studio for it to work. I don't think it matters, Josh. I don't think that's – I think people are clinging to this studio thing that somehow it's going to matter. I, I, they, have, they have nothing to offer. Nobody on the show has anything to offer the audience. I don't think it matters at all what's who's in studio with who, looking at who. I don't think it matters if it's live. I think they've just – it's just all done. They have nothing to offer the audience anymore. Yeah, yeah. A. Brizzo, I agree. Um He's making me hate prank. They're making me hate prank calls now, which I used to be such a glorious, funny thing all the time. And they're making me hate prank calls now. Like, I don't want to hear good ones now. They're making me hate everything. They're making me hate serious. They're making me hate everything that, that this show is, is. Please go away. Please, please go away. Yeah. And let's let's crack on because we got they got to this. The other, the last night we heard... Ralph um, and Howard, they were annoyed. Well, Howard was annoyed that Ozempic is an easy way to lose weight. You're getting a shortcut. And they found a way to make them feel better because there's apparently side effects. So Howard's all happy now. Yes, yes. Ah, you yes. can't lose weight. I have yes. And Listen, is- good news. You know, all these cheaters on Ozempic, uh, some of them are starting to uh, have really bad side effects. Cuomo had this one woman on, and she's living on the toilet. Her stomach is just a mess. And still oh. she wouldn't stop taking it. She's just like, they're addicted to it because they're losing weight and whatnot. But, yeah, there's starting to be side effects. I mean, you can't. You, well, you, can't. you hope so. I mean, as yeah. someone who has worked hard at remaining thin, I was always very happy that other people were heavy. And of course. I had some, <laughs> you know what I mean? God. Like, I was like, you did the work. I did the work, and now all of a sudden they're taking a shot and they're thin, and it's like, okay, you know. 
John. I mean, at if least he's, he's if, honest. Yeah. If he's not gay, I don't know. There's not a single heterosexual that thinks about weight to this degree. That's just mm-hmm. a, that's a true sign of his homosexuality is the fact that you're on. The, first of all, you're on the radio, right? So what do we even need vanity for? You're not on television. It never works. You look hideous when you do. And, and when you're 170 pounds and six foot eight, you need to lose 20 more pounds, right? That's just a crazy, yeah. crazy um, uh, body dysmorphic bullshit. And the t- these two anorexic fucking fruit baskets jerking each other off. Uh, it is the leave it to Ralph to bring that up, you know, and and still, I don't know. I think he said cheating scumbags at the start. I think Ralph Howard said has Howard has had liposuction how many times, according to insiders? Multiple. Isn't there side effects for everything, by the way? Sure, but doesn't every think... single pill you take have a side effect? Listen, listen, listen. good news, you know, all these cheaters on Ozempic, all these cheaters. Ralph, man, but John, the best hey, part it, is leave Robin. It, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Leave it to Barry okay, Hayes yeah. to chime. Leave it to, to the great Barry Hayes to chime in on this. Ozempic, this is what it's meant for. He's absolutely right. This is originally what it was meant for. I would see Ozempic commercials on MSNBC like 500 times a day. It's a godsend to actual diabetics because that's what it's for. People who abuse it to lose weight deserve the side effects. Vintage Barry Hayes. I agree. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's not, he's not meant, it's not a weight loss drug. Yeah, great job, Barry. That's good. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bon. Go ahead. No, you, that's a very good point. Um, I, but Robin comes in then and then does her crazy rock. This is a great crazy Robin moment where she's got an anecdote. I'd love to yeah. know where she got I this. I have talked to some people who are on it. And one woman was telling me she her daughter made some cookies and she tried, you know, her daughter wanted her to taste the cookies she had made. Yeah. <laughs> and she took a bite of the cookie and threw up on the floor. <laughs> what a great guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Right, yeah. I was Uncle like, Jed. Well, is it really worth it? No. Uncle Jed, we got bad news. Oprah just uh. ate a cookie. And then Howard did this cowboy thing for like uh, ages. He kept doing the same. We got bad news. Oprah Uh. just ate a cookie. And now she's shitting her brains out. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to get sued. (laughs) And that music just kept coming back on What a a gifted mimic, Uh. right, Bon? What a gifted mimic. In case you didn't realize, that's a Jew from um, Rockville Center doing a Kentucky (laughs) accent. He should not think that was uh, Timothy Oliphant and fucking justified. That's how we're doing. Uh, this is great poster. Kathleen writes, so I guess all people with small noses and normal chins and pretty faces should be angry at plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the, that's the same exact concept. Uh, a Brizzo says, um, that's how diabetic medicine works for a type 2 works. You shit the sugar out. I'd rather live on the toilet than eat a blueberry and an almond every day. Agreed, Benjamin. There's so much to read now on the toilet with tablets and cell phones. And I agree. <laughs> I read so Bill Maher's read book on the, on the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Agreed. That's it for the show, though. Let's get That's done it? with that. Yeah, what a crappy <laughs> Wednesday. That's the, show, yeah. guys. That's the show. He made $1 million today doing that shit. That's the man who made... He made no, no, no exaggeration. He made almost a million dollars doing that show today. That's what he gets for individual shows. One million dollars. Yeah, you guys, you guys are paying for this as well. Keep that together, everyone listening. You're paying. If you are like, 
But you came through with the goods, my friend, because you've got such great uh, clips for the computer, and I always... Oh, I tried to tie it in what I was reading today in the mockery thread. And so I saw names. I saw Fred. I saw Mehmet. I saw Gary. And I just, ah, what can I get? Who, you know, something salacious. And a great, great old clip of uh, Scott's, rest in peace, Robin Salem, who eviscerates Ronnie uh, when he uh, robs the cradle and dumps Bonnie. And we never you play that. Get... I'm just saying, I'm just giving you, yeah, I'm just going over what I remember. Um, I wish I remember that Chris Rock clip, though, with the monitors, because I remember wanting to get it, and I forgot when I went to go grab the stuff. I'll make it official. Cleaning out the computer. Okay, so do you want to go to that? Should we do that Robin Salem versus Ronnie? Yeah, let's do that, because yeah. it's, uh, like it's, it's probably the strongest one, and I don't think most people have heard it. It's about 12 years ago. It's when Ronnie dumps his wife, Bonnie, and Robin Salem is not having it. And she's like really good friends with Ronnie's ex-wife. And he goes, you know, Shuli's kind of in this. So they go to the stupid, the the uh, what are, the hack pack. And so Robin Salem says they all sucked. They all, they're all horrible except for Sal. And she just eviscerates them for everything. And kind of Scott's there and he's, he's all meek and he doesn't want to say anything and and when you, when we all listen, just listen to how different the vibe is. Yeah, this isn't it's a, angry a, and a, authentic, a, and yeah, that's right. Thank you, Tamara Francois. Yes, uh, Robin. Where are you going? You're, you're checking out? No, I'm just kidding. How are you? How are you? A long time no speak. What's happening? Long time no speak. Hi, Robin. Hi there. Uh, they're all full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the show stunk. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely stunk. Ronnie yells like a stupid <laughs> lunatic. Right. And, uh, he does nothing either, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I said we replaced him. Sal was great. Yeah. I really did. We didn't say Sal wasn't great. Ronnie, keep your mouth shut, you little Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does not speak. get along with Scott's wife? No, right? I don't get along with her. You don't like her? No. Why? I didn't say I don't like her. She doesn't like me. She no, doesn't. I can tell you. She doesn't like me. I know she doesn't. She, know. she thinks I, I'm a bad influence on Scott. Well, you listen, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm an asshole. Okay, Robin. You really want to start this now, huh? Bob. You really want to start yeah, this? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Sorry. I never called you up on stage. Yo. No, I was going to say, how underutilized was Robin Salem on the show? Knowing sure. we hear that. She should have oh, been yeah. on instead of Scott and everything. So she's afraid. I'm just going to give a little context. She's afraid that Scott's going to go down the road that Ronnie went down. That he is, she somehow knows he's trying to maybe get her to divorce and he's going to dump her and try to do a, a Stephanie thing. So she's nervous that Scott's going to go down the Ronnie. He's taking him down the Ronnie path at these fucking hack pack fests. Nice. Good context. I'm ready. When you guys called me up on stage, I went there. I was. I never called you up on stage. How's that? What is it? Do you feel sat there with a mean mug on your face the whole night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go back to sleep. Listen, 
Get off my case. You know, Don't start with me. You're starting with the wrong person. Don't worry about how I talk. Worry about how you talk. About how Jews are. You sat there in a corner with a push on your face. What? Yeah. Robin, I was. Drunk. I didn't know there was bad blood between you and Ronnie. You feel? I didn't know either you, until now. You feel Ronnie is a, a bad influence on Scott that he I could? Didn't say that. Oh. Uh, oh, really? How about when we went to Atlantic City, huh? Yeah. 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 You wouldn't even come out to the car and say hello. Do I need? How to come? Hello to you? How come? How come you wouldn't come out to the car? Why? You want to start shitting me? Come on. Why wouldn't you come out to the car? Why don't you tell everybody? Well, let her talk. Well, let her talk. You know, that's Ronnie's bit. He doesn't let anybody talk. Well, I'm letting you talk now. Why do I have to? You we're not going to have to say hello to him? We came out to say hello, and you never even walked out of the You didn't come you out peeked, to say You peeked hello. from behind the door of your house. You, know you, you wouldn't even come outside. Because you didn't want to see Rachel. Why don't you tell everybody how you didn't want to see Rachel? You, you didn't want to Come on now. It. You want to start shit with me? Let's go. Oh. Okay, let's go. Oh, you want to hear this? Yeah, let's you hear it. your lovely wife. <laughs> okay? What? Divorce? You hear that voice change? Yes. She's really yes. firing up now. She's holding on. Yeah, Jeremy, on. She, it, yep. You would think she's hate woman, right? You would think oh, yeah. hearing that voice that sh that might be the closest to hate woman we get. Maybe she is hate woman. Oh, <laughs> I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know, we both have a pretty decent ear. Yes. I think this chat does. It, 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 could that be hate woman? Did we I crack the and, code on hate woman? I might. I might try and find a clip of Hate Woman while this is playing. Um, give us your thoughts in the chat. Is oh, that, my God. Is that's that Hate Woman, John? You might, you might have just come up on something. And thank you for that super chat, uh, Tamara. Thank yeah, you, Monique. Tamara Francois uh, really um, maybe rookie of the year in terms of uh, commenter chat chatters. We are lucky you know what to that have... buys, John? That buys Monique a big glass of white wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the plane. Uh, boys night yes it is macho elbow uh, I'll continue playing this sorry okay what for, for, yeah, divorced your lovely lovely wife okay okay what yeah, okay so you go what? with a young chippy see she's, she's I'm a bad influence you see here it comes bad blood. you can do Okay, what? No, what's that got to do? Why you didn't come out? I didn't need to come out to the car to see you. Oh, okay, okay. But... I don't even see one. Yeah, you? right, because you hide behind the door. Hide behind what door? Uh, the door of your house, honey, when we came to pick your husband up to go to Atlantic City. Listen, he ran out. You could have came with us, but no, you couldn't come with us. Because Ronnie's there with his young girlfriend. And Rachel's there with Richie, who you got in a fight with at the Christmas party. Okay, I don't need to start any shit with well, you. We already did. Let me tell you something, dear. I have, you're not my friend. I would never you consider a friend. There we go, you see? I don't know you, really. I only know you from the show. I do not go out with you. Oh, that's a lie. When did I go out with you? You never went out with me, ever. Once with your wife. Okay. Who's everybody? The whole crowd called you an asshole. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't call him that. I'm, I'm, I'm not Robin, can I ask you a question? You, 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 said you, brought up that, you brought up that Ronnie is with a younger woman. Listen, yeah. listen. Oh, it's two to tangle. The marriage ended. 
Uh, you worry, yeah. Scott, will be influenced so, by Ronnie honestly. Absolutely not. Right. All right. I'm getting I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, well, this, so this is the first time that any attention was brought to Ronnie robbing the cradle. So they avoided it. It kind of came up meekly, and they avoided it for a long time. And Robin Salem, because, you know, Howard's not talking about it. So Howard's acting like he's, oh, really? Did that? And it oh, had yeah, to come I hate up. that. Because, really, it's Howard that caused the wreck of Ronnie's marriage, right? It's any affiliation to this show, Howard's access, being around him, the tone of this show. What ha It's indirectly Howard caused the wreck of his marriage. It's not so much mm -hmm. that it's Ronnie. It's really because of Howard. So he's That's trying exactly not to right. shine a light on it. God, I'm sorry. He, it's one of the he really pulls his uh, turtle head back in in these yeah. things. He's like, oh, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, he's playing he stupid. Pretends to be so friendly. Pretends he's friends with the person who's getting crapped on. I'm friends with uh, High Pitch Mike. I, I think High Pitch Mike's <laughs> yeah. a great guy. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I love Eric the Midget. I'm getting hate woman right now. I'm, I'm going to keep playing this while I queue Vito Andalini thinks it's her too. It sound, it may not be, but it's as close as you're ever going to get. Like it, it's enough where if someone with a decent ear, like I think we have, could confuse it for it. It's I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, that's all I'm thinking of is hate woman now. And I'm listening to this. And I just checked our stats. We've got 200 people watching now. Right now, oh, how does good. that make you? Isn't that crazy, John? It's, it's, to think good. about I mean, that there's actually no that that even if it's fifty people, I just go, man, that's fifty people. Oh, we're lucky listening. to have we're lucky to Isn't have anybody. Crazy? We're, luck, we're lucky to have anybody. I say this on the deafening all the time. We're lucky in the, today's landscape when you could listen to anything you want, how you want, and whatever you want. We're lucky to have anybody that 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 indulge us in this. We really are, and we love it. Thank you, guys, everyone who tunes in. It means that's why we do it. We're not doing it. For any other reason, it's just a Should we go to the phones? Thing. Should we go to the phones? <laughs> Still, that's it's, it's, that worries me. But I don't know. Uh, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the risk is. I don't know. It's up to you. I can't right. stop you. But keep right. um, think about it while this finishes. Absolutely not. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's why she that's why she doesn't want him to go anywhere with me. <laughs> what a joke. Why would I not figure out how to work into the show. It, I had so many killed channels in the past and that was on mm -hmm. them. I don't know why it doesn't come up. It was 12 years ago, that, by the way, um, in the heart of the hack pack. Jeremy Harrelson has a great point here too. Howard's actually really nervous that the conversation is really about leaving a, a, leaving a wife for a much younger woman is exactly what he did with Beth and Allison and he's afraid of that. It's so it's right. I mean, he's, who didn't, you know, of course that's, uh, it, it would, he's trying to deflect off of that, which is he's so good at. Beautiful point. Oh, we got some good stuff here. Have I missed Lisa as well? Did I miss Lisa you, Lisa? Stein. I'm sorry. Great broad. I'm trying to get this hate man up. I'm clicking buttons. I'm looking around. Lisa, thanks. Thank you, Lisa Stein. And David, man, you gave us money last. You gave Monique money last night too. You're he's very kind of like a cast member too. He's a mensch. Yeah, he is, he is the menchiest. We're lucky. Like, someone of his intellect. We're lucky that I can't. I, I always say like. 
the Stern show just like it destroys our IQ points. You know, it just takes chromosomes from. I cannot believe. I guess a guy like David has IQ points to spare, but I don't know what he, you know, with that brain listening to this show, I don't know what he gets out of it. I don't know what anybody gets out of it. Especially a smart guy like I, I, don't, I just don't understand. Um, it, you know, it, it's got to burn IQ points in someone like David. All right, I got hate man, a hate woman. <laughs> I I don't. I'm just. I haven't listened to this, so I don't know if it's going to be exactly what we want. But I'm going to start playing it. This is hate woman. Nobody's listening to you. All right, it's getting late. We got to do news. But do you want me to play that David? Uh, not David. The hate man call. Yeah. All right. This is the one we were saying is our favorite. What? It said hate woman on the bloody video. Did I ever right. send you that or you're going off something that's you just looked for it? Don't worry hey, about I'm, it. Don't I'm, worry I'm about looking. it. We just, oh, don't don't kill yourself. It's not worth it. We're just saying no, that I'm, I'm Scott interested. Salem's wife, I'm, I'm, uh, Robin, in... rest in peace, looks, sounds exactly like Kate Woman. And we think it could possibly be her. Um, I'll get, you I'll, don't have I'll, to do I'll it. I'll get another one. We've got other clips that are long, so I'm going to be able to do that. Let's go to the next one. What do you want next, Johnny? Fred versus Jason or Fred ver the Vinny finale? Vinny fin Favali one is cool. <laughs> I like finale better. Um, yeah, this well, is Gary. a prelude to what another Fred show would be, which we're planning on doing soon. So this is just stuff I have saved for what could be our next Fred show. And it's just like a little bit of... Um, it's it's not even that it's it, it's it's very much what something and this is like I said something we didn't play the first Fred show and this is a prelude to what another Fred show would be so this is Fred and these moments that nobody talks about um, I guess you could play the you want to play the Vinny one first so Vinny Favali calls yeah. in and this is good because Letterman st stops having Beth on and Howard's really pissed off and I believe. It's because, as my black friends say, Howard's, uh, Letterman's getting mollywopped by Leno all the time, and he's now getting serious about he can't have people like Howard's wife on. So he's trying to up, upgrade the guest. You can't have Howard Stern's wife, no one knows who it, she is, on, and the Letterman show is ducking, ghosting Beth, as it were. And so Vinny calls in to defend it, and Fred and Vinny go at it, and Vinny basically gives a lot of the insults we say all the time on the show, how nobody knows Fred's there, and he came to life finally, and Fred gives it back to him in an angry kind of exchange here, and it's I feel really good. Beautiful. And I, and I go, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, this, this is a horrible question. He goes, Fred wrote it. <laughs> I go, well, I had, Fred is off the game. I man. had 10 actually might sit down and think about because any goofy question you're going to get, you're just going to make it into a joke. Uh -huh. There were a thousand people there. There was no possibility. Hey, hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me give you a little more context. So this is just a weird thing they did. So Howard went on Letterman and they staged the thing where Richard Christie would ask Howard questions that Fred wrote for him and the questions sucked and Fred wrote the questions and Howard's annoyed at how bad the questions were. And so Vinny's like, you know, God of what, what's Fred's point if he can't even do this. So Richard mm -hmm. Christie was deployed to Letterman to ask Howard questions as he walked in to that back what that hello deli back entrance. They always take. Yeah. And Fred wrote him the questions. Okay. Making it do a joke. Chris, there were a thousand people there. There was no time. Hey, hey, Vinny, I was talking. Yeah. Shut the f up. But Vinny's right. And Fred, I, I were... hate when he interrupts. Fred, you, you blew that one, man. Yeah, you blew it. Why don't you uh, cancel
Okay. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you come up and, float, and, float, and float another lie? <laughs> <laughs> this proves how good he is, too. It's like in the middle of your... He tries to... Wasn't it great yesterday when you and Letterman were in the building? He uh, tried to... Joe Rivers, I'm the king of conspiracy. You are so wrong on, on that front. Okay, Ben. So it's they a coincidence. just stopped doing everything and over there. That's why you know, all of a sudden, Beth sucks. Let me just tell you, at the time Beth was doing it, we were doing viewer mail is when we would literally have the opportunity to do sketches like that. It's like Vinny, Vinny, stop it. Have Brought up the doctor. Didn't that turn out to be a fake doctor? What are you talking about? <laughs> I heard somewhere that the guy who... Wait, wait, oh, hold on. Stop, stop the presses. Oh, well, when Vinny gets a little nervous when I'm telling the truth. Is that what's going on, Vin? When I snap my fingers, you will go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you'll go back to downloading from Napster. Yeah, yeah that joke's funny like five years ago, Brett. Yeah, Vinny, so was the, letter, so was the Letterman show. <laughs> okay. Don't tangle with him. Now you will make out with Come on, Harry. fat boy, let's do it. Come on, let's spread down. Come on, get on the bus, download. Put the, take the pencil out of your mouth, you rabbit dog. Come on, put another <laughs> cheeseburger in your mouth, you fat boy. You still wear that hat on your head? No, do you still wear those big uh, yeah, 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 pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those big Sansabel pants that stretch? What? The Sansabel pants that stretch. <laughs> You know the weeble pants that you wear? <laughs> the ones with the scope. Bird bath. Vinny, you got a... And you're a dodo, so... <laughs> Want to keep going, Vinny? It's like a bird bath. <laughs> this is how your stand-up career went. Wait, are you getting hit by the joke now? Is that, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> this, is, this is how your stand-up career went, just like your songwriting career. My stand-up career? I didn't have a stand-up career. That's what I heard. But you're I'm funny now. <laughs> I'm speechless, Fred, like you are most of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're witless like you are in the Letterman meetings. Oh, he's coming back. Vinny, um... What are you doing? Vinny put in a pool. That's all. Like a Letterman meeting. You don't want to think that. You look like Jesus walking across the water. All right. What's that, Fred? Like the Letterman meetings. You just want to think there either. <laughs> Let's see. What's on Beatles for? Mmm. All right. All right. All right. Now it's getting ugly. Vinny put, Vinny put All I want to know is why Montel was crying, my God. She was crying? She said... Could the people ever do that and yell out, they're not going to blow your car. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm not going to blow you. You were there. <laughs> uh, Vinny, I got to go. I gotta go. All right, later. I got to go do nothing. I got to go do nothing. <laughs> Vinny's got to go swimming in his puddle. <laughs> Like a toad. You know, I'm not, I, wasn't, I wasn't even being angry about the whole Beth situation at Letterman. I was just pointing out fact. But I wasn't kidding though about the doctor thing, and he got a really defensive. Well, look, I, I'm saying I wasn't even saying it like, okay, look, for whatever reason, I childish. I tend to believe what you're saying because yeah. Letterman's that kind of guy. I mean, I think Letterman, for some reason, sees me as an adversary. I think he sees everybody as an adversary. You know, and and it's almost like, well, let's say. Bon, you know, I was thinking this. Yep. I wanted to bring this up yesterday. You know, part of Howard's uh, divadom and kind of how he's been able to – when he used to go on Letterman, he used to use Letterman as a template for what he wanted. So if you remember through the terrestrial years, he would go, oh, Letterman has the hallway clears. That's what I'm going to do. I'll make fun of it, but that's what I really want. So eventually he started having hallways cleared. He had 112 productions own his show, so he made all the money. He has no account – like Letterman had no accountability. He can't be fired. He has no human resources. Do you know how fast in this day and age you get for preying on interns and PAs like Letterman did and that whole saga? How could you possibly remain on the air after your, your ratings that you're getting clobbered by Leno every night? So Howard used the Letterman show as the template for what he wanted all those years. He would do it, you know, once every few months, and he would look around and go, oh, God, this is what Dave gets. This is what I want. 
And if you look at it, he got his 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 stint at Sirius is exactly what Letterman had at CBS. Wow. He tailored everything. I I never I always think that every That's an interesting point. That, um, his show. Mm-hmm. We missed you. You dropped out for a second. Oh, I, I, it started with 112 Productions owning the show. It's serious that he has no yeah. human resource accountability or ratings or anything like that. That was his dream is to have zero accountability like Letterman had. Letterman was the first guy I know of in big time show business that had no accountability. He was yeah, immune think, to human I mean, resources and ratings. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, and how it's God desperate for it. And how thank could, you, A. Brizzo. Yeah. Thank you, A. Brizzo. Thank you, Frank Zen. There's oh, Marta yes. with a cameo appearance. We love when Marta shows up. She had the uh, no one hates Howard more than Fred. I agree with that, Marta. I agree with that. You can, it's it's palpable in his voice. I think that's why he never goes to an event. That's why Fred never goes to a wedding. That's why he Fred the Norris's don't even go to the Christmas party. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He lives like my, a couple miles away from Howard. He's like been to his house once in the Hamptons. To work with someone that long and have no relationship is the strangest effing thing. And you're right, Alexander the Third. I mean, Artie was like a for all of like his it. faults that people make out about Artie. He had a lot of faults, but still, when he was cranking it out, like John, like you've always said, John, like when they first went there, he was so upbeat. When they go and play that basketball match remember he played the bet that he could beat um oh you're talking about the, the uh, johnny mudman are you no, talking about johnny the... mudman uh, i can't remember didn't Artie play a chick oh, oh, oh yeah yeah in vegas i'm sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. was that later uh, was that a few years into serious or i can't remember when they, when they went when Artie played the girl in vegas that wasn't serious yeah. it was terrestrial oh okay it was like 2004 you... i think when he did things like that, it was so interesting to yeah. watch because he's so yeah. a, he's such a live character, and Howard's sunk sunk now. Like us, like we were talking about the other day, get um, Michael Rappaport in there. I don't care. Get anyone. Get Jim Brewer in there. Just get anybody. Like to Rappaport's, sit in. Rappaport's too. Brewer's Brewer, Brewer's an ass kisser. Brewer's like a guy. Who, Brewer's too much of a of a neocon now. He's a crazy, crazy like almost MAGA guy. So he'd never oh, have no. Brewer on again. Um, oh but really? In the, in the, yeah. Oh. Rappaport's too much of a loose cannon to have on. He's he won't tow the company line. He kisses Howard's no. ass. But he'll go off on stuff, and they can't trust him to be on a and long form. Gary knows what he's going to say too. Yes. Yes. Like, like Michael probably tells him, yeah, I want to tell Howard to go F himself. And Gary goes, yeah, yeah well, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, you'll only be on a minute before Howard yes. hangs up on you. Control. Thank uh, you, we've Kyle got nothing Sierra like that. Alpha. Loving the, the comments, guys. We love the comments. I wish we could yeah. do more shows like this. where we just kind of hang out a little more with the chat. I don't know why that's such a fantasy. We certainly will. Um, yeah, I think we should do I, once. A, I always think we once a week we should do a show where we just simply riff off the chat. I think that's I happen to love that, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm alone it's, in that. It's I'm keen. It's so possible we could do anything. Jeremy Harrell's given us the keys. Fred, uh, Fred is not good off the cuff. He's just not. He's just he just he's way too hot headed and uptight. He's been jabbed so many times. He's a nervous wreck. 
Yeah, and he's when you know someone's losing an argument when they start fat shaming when they go to the fat jokes. It's there's nothing worse than fat jokes in an argument. It's it's a telltale sign the guy lost or is so threatened he's got nothing else but to make fat comments. Mm -hmm. I met Fred eating sushi in Montauk. He was I, I could imagine he'd be pretty cool, Frank Zen. Yeah, Montauk Point, Bond, and if you know the Hamptons, is basically the Hamptons. It's the end of Long Island, and it's considered like an extension of the Hamptons. It's like the very end. I believe it's what Jaws was based on with shark attacks. Ah, that makes that works for me. Thank you. Now I get the image. So food, if Fred was eating in a restaurant there, that's going to be expensive food if, you, if you're hanging around those areas. Yeah, the whole, everything's expensive down there. Absolutely. Good Lord. Yep. Good Lord. How destroyed Artie. He could have, you know, part-time. Well, he could have. Never thought of that in my mind. I never That's a great that. point, Marta. Brilliant A part-time schedule. I think he did, though. I mean, in a way, you know, his deal, original deal with the show was, I'm going to be on whenever I feel like, uh, if I have anything come up TV or movie-wise, I get to take time. He took time off to do Beer League. He had kind of a part-time thing, but it wasn't, like, fully. He, I think she's right, though. His perfect schedule would be to be on, say, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, like Billy West did. And that might have preserved. I think there's no way Artie could subsist on today's show. There's no way he would last with what this and is. Wasn't that, wasn't that brilliant how when Artie went to make the movie and was taking time off, Howard would make Artie repay the time by yeah. talking about it when Artie was on. Howard was like, I'll put aside everything I'm going to talk about. And I'm just going to kill time, the time you took from me by making and you I'm right. we'll, we'll, tell we'll, we'll me exploit. about That's right. everything That's right. going on in that movie. And I'll just sit back and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I didn't really want you to do this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wasn't sure about it. Not just private parts, but you know that how shitty the power of the Stern show is like how little business Beer League did. Beer League had infomercials on, 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 uh, on Terrestrial and even into Sirius for how long and it made 500 grand internationally so that's that should tell you how few listeners he had are willing to go i, I think i accounted for half the box office i saw purely three times <laughs> i did and it was terrible i watched it again last year to refresh it was garbage i remember Artie saying at one point during the the filming he said oh they just they've just added chucked in like another five hundred thousand dollars to the budget yeah. and i thought Oh, do you know how much you can you can make a good movie for five hundred thousand dollars if you know what you're doing? They made yep. a terrible movie for whatever I guess a million. You know oh. whose co-writer was for that? Frank Sebastiano. He's kind of like a he was like an SNL guy. He he wrote for Norm Macdonald. Um, my cousin, who kind of works in the industry, knows him. And oh, I remember wow. he said he they had a, they were talking and he said like. I can't believe what Howard's doing Artie. He won't. And he was like, you know, going, he enabled him. And you were getting that from like that Norm MacDonald sect. He's absolutely. And so even when Artie's not there, you're using his derelictions and addictions to, for material, even when he's not there. So when he wasn't there, he's still there because they're using him and all his foibles. And he knows that he has to live up to that drug addled maniac all the time. And uh, even when, like I said, even when he wasn't there, they were using his, derelictions as a material all day every day yeah it was and already yeah. hated the gay shit crazy robin you're right no homo i die i had a greenback next clip john should we fred or do you want to go jason or gary not an essential or what are the gary 
Yeah, the Gary mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, so this is um okay. This is the early days of series when they were far more loose cannon and honest and they had dominion and autonomy to do stuff. And they had a, a thing where Gary took off for some reason and they realized that the show is just fine without him and it worked better and he doesn't do anything. And so this isn't just Tracy <laughs> saying everybody's saying that Gary really doesn't. Uh, yes, Tamara Francois, Vinny is still married to Debbie. Yes, I saw him on Facebook. I've been trying to get him on our show um, for one-on-one or one-on-two. He's still married to Debbie. And so Gary, they realize from Steve Brandano to John Hine to Jason and Will, they say Gary doesn't do anything anymore. And this is like the earliest days of series. And they all chime in on it. Beautiful. God, I'm loving these clips. Everyone in the chat, type one if you're loving these clips from Johnny Boy. <laughs> Stern show without Gary. Gary taking a personal day, and how did you feel about a Gary-less show today? Did Wasn't it that great? work at all? <laughs> oh, no. What we've learned is Gary does not need to stay home to sleep, so if that was what it was about, he would have just come to work. <laughs> for me, for the most part, there wasn't much difference. You know, I talked to Will right in the beginning of the show. I asked him if he needed, you know, help with, uh, you know, with anything like the help that Gary would give him when he's doing the segment. And Will said he got it. And, I, and Will asked me if I needed help with anything. And I said no. And that was pretty much it. Will did his thing. I did my thing. And it was all uh, it was all good. But, but, you know, Gary's more of a personality on the show. And he runs that. Uh, so I just want to be clear. So what uh, Will is saying there, the real work over there is done by Jason and Will and, and um Tonight, what's the office like when Gary's not here? Who's oh. producing? Is it more relaxed back there, more fun back there, Steve, when Gary's gone? No offense to Gary, I haven't noticed any difference. The, the show runs just as smooth. Yeah, we all know what we're doing back there. Well, um, well there's a budget cut we can make, right? Yeah, what, what do we need him for? <laughs> in, other words, in other words, his leadership isn't required back there. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, God, that was good. Thank you, Trinity. Oh yeah, these these are things that are just like get lost in the shuffle from the old days. Nobody picked up on it. Sometimes it's the wrap-up show. And this is this is before Tracy shined a light on it that Gary is just not necessary, and that's before the sleeping thing with Scott the Pace as well. Thank you, Trinity Jean. Haven't caught you. Haven't seen you in there. Thank you, Trinity Jean. Thank you very you much. You know what I'm gonna do for you for the first time tonight? You haven't had one tonight. It's an arm. How you feel about that? You loving your drop, uh, John? Just, I'm starting to sweat. I'm so humble. I don't. I'm not worried. My I know you got all worried the other day. I listened again. <laughs> I thought, what does he? Th- I, I listened again. I, I thought you you sounded so worried when I was announcing it. You deserve it. You you're so bloody humble. It's just, everyone listening. When when you give Sarah or John a compliment, they'll give the other person a compliment straight away. They just pass it on. It's, I it's, spend fifty percent um, of my therapy sessions working on. Uh, imposter complex i really do if i go johnny doing such a great job on the deck and i go look i mean sarah's though sarah's working behind the scenes i mean she she puts so much time into the videos and then if you say to sarah like the other day i said to sarah uh what's coming up and she just went uh well john does everything so i'm just going to pass it to him and i went Okay, thanks for playing along, Sarah. <laughs> I built the whole thing up. Like, Sarah, you're going to give us the rundown on what's coming up. And she's just like, here's John to tell you. And I went, okay. Anyway, I love her. Beautiful girl. Thank Let's go you, to. What can we go to next? Um, uh, those two. In that same vein. Because uh, it's what, kind what of. I found it because of that clip. 
Steve Brandon, we talked about Howard, you know, Howard's going, oh, I take my, my employees don't leave and I take care of everybody. People love working on the show. This is this is no longer allowed, this this form of honesty. Steve Brandano reveals what he really made on the show while Ro Crazy Robin says up front how Howard gets all the money. So Howard's making $100 million a year. And this is what full-time employee Steve Brandano, who hosts the intern show, who's spinning all these plates, this is what he was making at the show at the time in the early – in the first few years of series. Barring okay, clothes you know from – well, I, I guess it's not very professional to be talking about this, but... Like, you're you're you well know, past that. You, yeah, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. If I was living with my parents, I would be able to go out on a date, but I'm not living with my parents. I'm living in Weehawken, and I'm, I'm shoveling the driveway and putting out the garbage and stuff so that I can pay rent, just to pay rent, you know what I mean? Dave Matthews is now $15. Yeah, well, and I can name like five others. And because, like of, and because of Dave Matthews, look at my credit card right now. Have I paid you for that, Jason? No. Okay. I haven't asked you for any money. Any of the $50, <laughs> any, any concept that's $50, I mean, you can you look at my credit card. You don't make a lot of money, card. I agree, but you're not exactly like, you know, living the, in Haiti or something. There is a sheet on my desk right now, Jason has seen it, yes, with okay. how much stuff you need for rent, food, and what I pay, and, and then versus my check that I get. Twice a month. So you sit at home every weekend and, and do nothing? No, I run up a credit card bill, or or you buy me stuff, and Jason buys me stuff, <laughs> and John buys me stuff. You get Will. How much clothes have you given me? You gave me my bed. You gave me my golf. Wow. Clothes, you gave gave Ugh. me my jeans. Yeah. Like that's not the point. The point is everybody has helped me out around here. Oh, that's that makes me feel bad for him. We make a lot of fun of him. That's poverty, that Bond. That's that's not poor. That's poverty. Yeah, the bed part. I went. Oh, He's borrowing again. clothes from the staffers, <sighs> so Howard shut that down. That's how little he was. He's borrowing. John Hines giving him clothes and food and everything. It's and they don't want that out. That was on the that, the earlier wrap up shows. That's how weird little they the, were making. It's weird with a lot of them. Like remember, Shuley said that when he, he he had to borrow money from his father to fly out there to start working there, and I'm thinking, God, these guys. Something weird with these guys. Yeah. Like, what the, you know? The, Brandano so, went on to, and then and he blocks them from doing gigs outside on top of that, right? So they can't do other gigs and they're blocking it. And then it's, it's, you're working it to be on. The, now, again, nobody's forcing him to be there, but I guess once you're locked in, he comes from New England like this. He thinks they're on the road to stardom. And I mean, for some, most people, it doesn't work out. This show leads to nothing. You can't segue to anything off the show. Mm -hmm. Getting lovely comments here, John. They're all they're all. I know it's I, overwhelming. I, I it's didn't appreciate, but I didn't appreciate the one about me. Apparently, verbally, yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, oh or a, a, a resident uh, proud boy contrarian. Yeah, I mean, but you know, we put it up. You know, we're Go not blow hide Gavin it. McGinnis, Coos boys. Yeah. Go get on Gavin McGinnis on fucking Kumi's. How dare you? They're, they're, they grumble, they get moody. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we've got a couple more. So Fred and Jason, because this will be brilliant. Jason can just destroy people. Can I tell you the context in this? I would love you to. Okay. Of course. Jason wrote an article on HowardStern.com about what a weirdo Fred was, and Howard mm -hmm. picked up on it, and then they're picking through it and – Jason's explaining why Fred's a Martian in his own observations. This is like 04. See, this is so great. This is like, oh, this is, these are like the best fights. 
Yeah, you'll uh, never hear this again. This will never happen. This is gone. This is. Just... And listen to Jason, everybody. Just focus. The way Jason gets so much pleasure when he does this to people, the glee he has, that little laugh. Like he loves destroying yeah. people. He goes. Louis, the, Lu, the, by the way, Lewis the board op is in this. A rare appearance. And one, one of my favorite people in the history of the Stern Show, Louis Castillo, the board op. One of, I think, the only Hispanic oh, besides Stern. I don't consider Stern. And he doesn't job. like Fred, isn't that right? Yep. He comes in and, yes, this is this archive. He actually Jason goes after Jason here, though. Here. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Thank Jason, you for who works here, wrote an article for HowardStern.com, an original article on what goes on during the commercial breaks. A lot of it has to do with how Fred disappears during the commercials every break and claims to go to the bathroom, but no one could possibly pee that much. Uh, Fred yells out, 20 seconds, minute and a half, and then he's, he, he just, you see, Fred used to play the commercials. Right. And I stopped Fred from playing the commercials, I said, you know, you're kind of not available to me when I do. Oh man, I just remembered what this they followed it, Fred and stuff. And he goes and, 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 and he we, disappears. We about, oh, this is so great. Yeah, I'm we, sorry for interrupting it. I no, just that's have to okay. say we, this is this is epic. Every night we do this show, we talk about what does Fred do. So this is Jason giving a play by play at every moment of what he actually does. They followed the him. Yep. <laughs> and I stopped Fred from playing the course. So I said, you know, you're kinda not available to me when I discuss stuff during the show. Yeah. But Fred, every 10 seconds, goes to Luis. Hey, Luis, how much more time? How much more time? How much more time? This doesn't, so, and Luis even avoids Fred's... His phone calls. Because every 10 seconds, he says, how much time is left? So, and, and then Jason describes how Fred talks during the commercials to me. Really? Mumbling. I said, that's why I have to turn down his microphone. You talk during commercials? I'm not sure what he's referring like to. You go like, yes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. You mean while well, you're reading? Brought up before. Yeah, what, what is going on with that? don't know. You don't know. But I mean, it is a radio show. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to keep your microphone up in case you have something we want to have on right. here. But wait a minute. This yes. Oh, I didn't realize. You've got to read Jason's article. It's, 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 it blows the lid off Fred. <laughs> oh, there he is drinking. That's why he pees so much. What do you drink during the I show? I drink coffee. Well, how many glasses? I get uh, two cups during the show. And that's all you drink, or that's you drink water, too? No, I don't drink any water. Well, why pee eight, eight, nine, ten times? You just do. You really have to? Yeah, do. You really have to? Is that true, or you just feel like stretching your legs? Well, that's part of it, too. But you go to the men's room. under, yeah. under the like, Jason says he worked at a job. Uh -huh. He's not a smoker, but he began to resent that. that smokers got to get a break right. every hour or so. So so he started to go out and fake smoking so he could have a break. And he, so he started to go out and he feels Fred goes to the bathroom. He's faking the bathroom. Faking, but he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, I'm done too in the article about my incessant teeth picking and how I eat slobber over my lunch. Yeah. No, but I'm the focus. You are the focus, Jason. I didn't originally go out to make Fred the focus of the... No, but somehow it did, didn't it? Not I did. I started writing your paragraph and it just kept getting tubby. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. With yeah, your baby Huey body. <laughs> Are you starting to realize that what a liar Fred is? That he can't even tell the truth about stupid shit like this, subtle little things he can't own up to. Fred is as big a liar as I, he never tells the truth about anything. Crazy Robin is right in so many ways here. The, surely, right? One of the rare moments that we like. Dan, the song parody man, had to front and fund Shuli coming to New York. That's how little the show. Yeah. And Shuli was working on. He was the news. He was sitting in on Jay Thomas's show. He was sometimes sitting in on the Superfan Roundtable. That's the show that puts you in poverty. And Howard made $100 million during that time. 
that already actually got them the bonus. Yes, and the scumbag weasel, surely. Through and Dan we know how much bus. you love Dan the Song Parody Man, the Poon Hound. <laughs> oh my God, I'm loving it. That was when you first did our show. I, I couldn't believe how much you loved Dan the Song Parody Man. Oh, Monique stopped me during it. Yeah, she goes, you were who obsessed is with this? Him. And I was, and you, <laughs> she and didn't you know were who like, he was. No, no, this is this is the classic. This is the guy. This is classic. And I was like, you have to play this. And I, I think she she gave us the benefit of the doubt. But I was like. Who is this woman? Wow, Tone Cod 89, because Jason Kaplan actually went to my high school. Nobody knew who he was until he wrote an article in the school paper bashing jocks and goths right before he graduated. <laughs> Jesus, oh. that's so funny. Hey, Tone Cod, could you fi- do you have that saved anywhere? Is there any way that's uh... – I figured Jason <laughs> probably graduated high school in 1997-ish. Is it possible we can look that up? I would love to read that. That's so good. Yeah, Thank do. you, Tom Bring, Email it. Thank do you, whatever you've got to do. Oh, my God. That's so great. And thanks, uh, Crazy Rob. Oh, this is why cleaning out the computer is so freaking valuable. It's Thank why, you, Crazy yes, Rob. it is. G Canada we, uh, brings up a great reference here, Bond. Remember, surely really? he, he stole, that hard head, to believe. He stole headphones at the airport because he was so broke. Yeah, he did. That's this... exactly the same time frame. Uh Raspberry Fuck. High School, class of 97. I got it right. Jesus, thank you, Tone Cot. Scumbag shit. Roxbury, Roxbury <laughs> voice. Sorry, John. That's okay. getting yeah. bigger and bigger. With your baby Huey body. <laughs> Jamie. I think we found a new John. Yeah, so. The weird thing is they'll respond to whatever you're saying. Yeah, what you're saying. Like dial mattress rules. They'll go, mmm. <laughs> and then I try to get. I need to when did you become a dick? Uh, Luis avoids Fred. Well, right. You know why I can't hear Fred and why I can't communicate with him? Because I gotta hear his laugh, his cackle about every little joke that goes on here. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get ahead. Yeah. I've witnessed. Yeah, Lu- I've Fred witnessed Louis ignore Fred. He sits at the, that headphone and watches Fred's voice come out and laughs at it. Going, I'm not answering that. Well, it's true. I mean, how many I'm times can say it never has happened? There have been. Right, I'm gonna write the article of all articles by Jason Suckass Kaplan. <laughs> Where are you? Come on in, Mr. Apple Polisher. <laughs> Jesus. I got this for you, teacher. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> brutal and fred takes it so badly like after the show he'd be so so pissed off so unfunny i have to give context to this too as well um this is jason's first week on lexapro Lexapro. yeah i remember the title i wrote it was uh, (laughs) a lexapro infused rant yeah so this is the first week he's on which is like crazy robin knows the the lexapro uh, landscape it's a mood enhancer yeah, so he became more confident. Became Jason more con- confidence became... builds. Right, 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 right. Confidence builds. God. Um, so what's it's, left? That's, uh, it's iconic clip. Uh, Mamet, we did that. Um, oh, Gary versus Mamet? Did we do that? We did not do no. that. We did not do that. Intro at Johnny so, Boy. We've played this before, and it, it bears repeating a million times. Mamet and Gary clearly hate each other. So Mamet comes on and he exposes that Gary shakes down guests to try to get Jackson a fucking job. Jackson has worked on, Jackson Delabate has worked on, he's with Netflix now in some weird, I don't know if he's mailing DVDs out, or he was on the Kimmel <laughs> show as a PA. He was, and I think I think Zoss Rapin got him a job at one of the music companies that's they're still afloat as a PA. So they're passing him around with this Nepo baby bullshit 
And Jackson Delbati, by the way, is a clear example of head trauma in high school football. And he um, <laughs> tried to get Jackson a job with – I. you can take stabs in the chat at who this is. The easy answer is Kimmel, but I think it's Bradley Cooper because it's it's an A-list star. Kimmel's an easy access. It's something beyond Kimmel, and it sounds like a movie star. And who regularly – you got to remember – Bradley Cooper went to the Obama thing with Gary and Ross Zapin. So he has some weird relationship Ugh, with that, Bradley isn't Cooper. That crazy? That's my guess. That's just my guess. Ugh, who would want to hang out with Gary? Good Lord. After he says that um, Lexapro has a hints of cocaine in it, like uh, Adderall does. Here we go. <clears throat> Listen, I have a beef with Mehmet, and I'll save it for the for the real show. Mm. It's, and and Mehmet and I, it's, it's something that happened, you know, three or four years ago. It was oh. kind of fucked up, and I sat Mehmet down to talk to him about it. And Mehmet was working here about six months and was lucky to be here for a variety of reasons, which he knows, okay? Yeah. I was, you know, sometimes when people come in in the morning that are guests on the show, they're big fans of the show. And sometimes they say, hey, how's everything going? And I'll say it's good. And they go, how, how, are, uh, how are your kids doing? Sometimes they ask me that. Yeah. So there was a big celebrity came in. He said, how's your kid doing? I said, he's doing great. He's working at this place. Right. Mehmet walked by. He's been working here six months now. I'm as theoretically his boss. Right. Mehmet walks by. He thinks he hears something he didn't hear. And he goes and tells everybody that I was trying to get my son a job through the celebrity. Mm. It gets back uh, to you. Yeah. You're fucking pissed. Right. I have to go and explain that that is not what happened. And I just want, you know, you should know, like, this is what you deal with. This is a guy, we're all family. He'll throw you right into the fucking bus. Wow. There's zero respect for anybody. No, where you should have come. Yeah, I mean, he just, well, he really tried to fuck me. That's There's, there's no other way to explain that, except I'm going to go and fuck man, Gary. You, know, you remember this? Yes, you should do, because you know we sat down and talked about well, it. Well, I, I do remember that. I, I remember that literally... Uh, look, I'm. I don't remember going down that way. I remember literally everyone talking about what you said. And no, no, no. You were person. the one who walked by. It, it emanated from you. There was no everyone. You were the person who started the rumor. No, See, this I is actually, real life. This ain't no cowboy. Now, this is, if, if anybody else felt that they heard this, please come in now. Did and your kid, get, your kid was, get the job as a result of you pitching this celebrity? My son, was in, my son was already working at a place. I know. I'm, I'm busting balls. So, Mehmet, Gary's beef. Somewhat. First of all, just say what were you trying to do? Get points for yourself by fucking me all. Wait a second. Wait a second. First of all, that's just what people do around here. But anyways, hold on. Oh. Someone told me because the entire back office was talking about it. You can believe me or not. I don't believe you. It's the truth. I don't believe you because no one's ever come forward and said that. I don't well, believe you. You know how people. I don't well, believe you. You know how people are around here. Yeah, so what I, happened? I, I, Jason mentioned to you. You think it would be funny? You got very upset. Right. Had a conversation. I had to explain myself. But this guy's fucking barely works here. What other job do you go in where you could just go fucking be a dick to your boss? Yeah. It's a weird work environment because we're... That makes it even worse. You were lucky to be here. You know why you were lucky to be here. And then you're going to sit and try to fuck me over? What the fuck is wrong with you? That is not what happened That's exactly what isn't what happened. That bit's the harsh part there. You know why you were lucky to be here. That's pretty... That's what do you cool think? On. We never really figured out what he meant by that. Lucky to yeah. be here, meaning what Gary did him a favor. He has some weird HR thing that should have gotten him fired. Like, what does he mean by that? We never got the full story by that. But David's right. Gary's such a bad track record with being a glomer and never learning his lesson in any way. And I believe Mehmet 100% too. You know it went down. Gary's whole dream is glomming on, going to concerts, using the show. And he, they, they call him Swagabooey. He loves mm. all the things he can get. And he's probably been doing this for years he's also nervous that the show is going to go away so howard keeps teasing that he's going to leave and retire it had no reason to go on even at that point 
So especially those tired years, that's like 2019 or something. So it should have been over. And Gary's yeah. nervous. He won't be able to use the, the show to get his kids a job. There's yeah, no question because, that, that happened. No, go, go. I'm loving it. Because we're that makes it even worse. The way you were lucky to be here. You know why you were lucky to be here. And then you're going to sit and try to fuck me over? What the fuck is wrong with you? That is not what happened. That's exactly what happened. isn't what happened. So what where's, happened? where's the parade of people coming to your defense that are saying that Gary, it wasn't? You know how it is around here. Oh, well, first of all, they would be sitting. I don't know how it is around they here. They would be walking up to the chopping block right now, which I oh, never heard. Now you're the mall. Who told you that? Told you that Gary was doing this? I honestly don't remember. But what I do remember, clear as day, is it was the talk of the office that morning. Did I you didn't started even, it. No, it was not okay, because it was really it was it was a nothing event. I mean, this is years ago. I can't believe he's held on to it. Like that. Hold on a second. I'm interesting that they said. Uh, what year was that, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like years ago. Who so told he's been you holding this? On. It's crazy. Yeah. And it could have been anyone in that office. I wouldn't. JD could do a, it. Benji, yes. I wouldn't put it past anybody to talk. Well, Robin could have told I'm him anyone. With, well, I mean, that's classic Jason Kaplan, right? I mean, he's Iago. Yeah, man. Othello, he's going he's gonna to stab him in the back because he wants his job. My first instinct is to say, Jason, that, you know, the, the no-no on that show is embarrassing Howard to his celebrity friends and doing that's that's the I'm, I'm sure it's the first thing they read the riot act to, to new employees or interns is Howard's the only Howard's the star of the show. Leave him alone. The celebrities are for him. Don't ask them for anything. Don't talk to them. And Gary broke the cardinal rule. Bon, I'm going to send you a um, picture of why I think. Mm -hmm. This is um, this is uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. This All is right. an Obama press. Uh, you know they have the press dinners. I forget the term for that. And so this is Gary sitting at uh, shit. This is Gary sitting at um, Bradley Cooper's table with Zoss Rapin. And so that made me think that that was Bradley Cooper, who I believe started a production company at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm looking. I don't know. Up. See, it's in the it's in the private chat yeah. at the second one. I just gave you like stills of them at the, if you could see it. Yep, I'm just getting. Okay. Uh, thank you I to mean, if... who? Trinity Jane. Thanks. Very kind. That of is you. another match. What do you What do you say? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the. Uh, the correspondence dinner. Thank you, Tamara Friends. I'll leave it to a Canadian to get the U.S. correspondence dinner when I couldn't think of my brain fart, my stupid walnut-sized brain losing chromosomes listening to the show. I can't pull out something like the correspondence dinner, which I should get right. Thank you, Tamara, and substitute of the year, Crazy Robin, and they all got it in one second. And you they have no options right um... anymore, Marie. You see it? I don't know if you could pull up the... Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bringing it up in a sec. We've got the gang, like we've got the perfect crew on for these kinds of things where you ask questions, you're like, and everybody's giving yeah, excellent no. opinions. It's like, it's just like hanging out with friends. It really is. Johnny Myers, right. You know, how many times has Gary shaken down the Letterman crew when he goes there trying to get himself a job? I and mean, Jared's worried about himself, not just Jackson. Uh, I do think he easily should have enough money to retire on, but he's always worried about the next star fuck. So he's really worried about himself and Jackson and Lucas. Great point. Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin had a theory. Davi loves quoting ben baby Benjamin. Davi, you love quoting Benjamin. Benjamin had a theory. Lucky to be there when you covered this when it first aired. I'll try to find it. I'm trying to use it. 
he should have been fired. He's been on his speak. Um, how, Lauren Marie says, how do people stay at that workplace for years and years and years? It's so toxic. It's crazy because they've never worked anywhere else, Lauren. They don't know anything else. And nobody else has no accountability for human resources. So they figure the money that they don't make, the easy parts about it, and how nothing that you can't have what they have anywhere else. And they just can't transition anywhere else. This show doesn't translate to anything else. In show yes. So there you go. That's my theory. If the chat wants to weigh in as who you think this celebrity is, I'm going with this. This is just my hypothesis. There's Bradley Cooper, Zoss Rapid, and Gary at the uh, at the Obama. <laughs> Look at Gary's mouth. Of course, there. it's wide open, just rambling and sucking. And ugh, Gary. Look at Zoss. Right, it's, oh, the the, the so name's got to be a celebrity that you're worried about offending. You need him certainly more than he needs you. And Bradley Cooper has been A-list for quite a while now. It's been, God, I want to say 12, 13 years. He's been kind of the man. He's like in that top tier of movie stars now. And that's a guy you can't afford to lose. I'm going with that. And I'm, he's a I'm, conduit I'm to this whole side. Maybe it's, it's an Obama booking we're looking at right down the road. Oh, amazing! Yes, I don't know if anybody caught this when it happened, but this is that's the, the for my first instinct was to go to this. Are we done? Um, with, done with is there one? anything else clip wise that I sent you, Steve Renazizi, or you want to skip that? Oh, or? Steve! No, I want to do Steve. Okay. I got that. I got that red. This is intro that because it's ready right in there. my avatar. It's Steve Renazizi is an actor. He's a comedian actor who was on a show called The League which is about fantasy football. And his claim to fame is he made up a lie that he was at 9-11. He ran, escaped the building during 9-11 and ran down a flight of stairs while the building was collapsing. Not as bad as my lie, which I still go with, and I didn't get nearly enough attention for it, that I was at the Pentagon that day, and I'm still going to stick to that. Um, and oh my God. so uh, yeah. that became yeah, his claim to fame. I was at 9-11. So he ran with that for years and years and years. Finally... The New York Times did a found that he did a podcast with the Sklar brothers, who are like this twin comedy Jason Kaplan doppelganger combination. And they found that he lied about 9-11 and the New York Times did an article on it. And then he was so shamed. He was such a lemming for Howard that he chose Howard's show to go on and talk about the 9-11. He's going to become the 9-11 fibber. And he, 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 he chose to do Howard's show to, to talk about it. Yeah, and my God, is this an awkward discussion? Whoa, it's really uncomfortable times and stuff. And I thank you for coming in because I know it ain't easy. Uh, I'm sure you're nervous. Did you figure out how they figured out that you were lying about your experience during 9/11? Did you ever figure out how no, they busted you? No, I don't. I got a phone call on a Monday. It had to be either a friend or a family member knew you were making this story up about being in the Twin Towers when they came down. Mm -hmm. It's the only way a guy would even bother investigating this, don't you think? Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, you know, because you became identified as the Tower 2 guy. The guy, the story was you were in the tower, you came out on the street, and you just avoided being killed, and you and your wife, your now wife, all avoided being killed. Your wife went along with it too, right? Uh, yes, she yeah. had to. I mean, when I tell you, he tracked I, his I, wife I was here... It. And I, I was downtown, and I did walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, and right. I did witness, you know... As many of us as did. As many of us yeah. did. And, um, and so to me, I 
when I took her story in a way, I, she worked on the 24th floor of right. the financial center, and I just sort of put myself in her position. Right. The hurt and the pain and the nervousness that you hear now comes from, because I know what I did was terrible, and I know that I hurt a lot of people. Right. People that, you know, that lost people, people that helped people survive. That's why I wanted to come on here, because I wanted to talk to you and your audience, because you're personified with New York, and... And your audience is, those are the people that truly, I, I in my heart, I feel awful that yeah. I, that I, that my dumb mistake created a story that, that just, you know, hit yeah. a wound that, that should never have been touched. You had a big sort of endorsement deal with a what, Buffalo Wings Buffalo or Wild Wings. Right. Yeah. They fire you right away, right? Within a day or two, right. yes. Nothing and that's makes a pretty Howard good financial that. situation, right? So that hurts you, your pocketbook, of course. The TV show stuck with you, though. Were you in fear that they might just say, hey, we're not going to work with you anymore? I, I was in, I mean, we're shooting our last season. We only have a couple episodes left to shoot. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know what I was going through. I didn't know what was happening. Does this in some way feel like a relief or what are you feeling right now? I guess in a way because th it's out now and I don't have to kind of you know, wait and, and see what's going to happen and be, or, or be very cautious anymore about things. I, the, re, the relief is that I don't have to live with the lie anymore. Right. I think there's much worse lies in Hollywood. If Matthew Broderick gets to work killing two people in Ireland, he gets to work. Yes. Howard tells worse lies than that every day, right? Isn't that Howard's game, Bond? We were talking about Howard's move is he takes stories from his friends and family and use them as his own. That's what he did. He took his wife's story. It's that's I'm fine with it. I'm mm -hmm. fine with it. Yeah. We don't we get he did the last season of the league. I'm not offended. Nobody got he didn't kill anyone. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I think, I think he's unnecessary. Don't apologize for it. My like I said, thank you, thank you, by the way, in the chat. They're giving me that um Affy and Tone Cod and everyone. Yes, it was a tough day for me at the Pentagon, Mr. Mr. Dangles. I got through <laughs> it. Um my survival skills kicked in. Um, you know. I'm physically able. I got people out of there. I helped clear the rubble, and it's. I'm still traumatized to this day, and uh, I think about it some time from time to time. someday. I'll I'll, write, I'll I'll kind of write an article about it, talk about it. I'm still a little yeah, traumatized. Yeah, you helped them remove the missile yeah. remains. Yep, you I know, helped. Yeah. I helped them heal. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great clip. Freaking awkward, and listen, look at Howard just loving it. Like he oh, loves, he, the thing he loved the most the is him getting him getting kicked off the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, contract. And it's funny how out of touch Howard is. He was talking about he doesn't know what Buffalo Wild Wings is. He clearly has never heard of it, seen it ever. He didn't know anything. He'd never heard of it. Buffalo. There's a commercial for that. Like every ten seconds, there's one in every hick town, um, from from Center Reach to Port Washington. And Howard doesn't know what Buffalo Wild Wings is. <laughs> Thank you, mm. G. Canada, two-star general. <laughs> That's right. And thanks, Ida, for the 20 bucks, mate. Crazy Robin, I was kind of both. I was working for S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. Nick Fury had me at the Pentagon that day for a meeting. Uh, I had a handle what we do with Steve Rogers, and I just got caught up in the mix. I was working for S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2001, right after Alpha Flight. But thank you, everyone, for – it was rough. I'm still – I still deal with it uh, with my psychologist and uh, – mm. Time heals, you know. You're working on fade, fade, it. Yeah, I'm working fade, on fade. it. <laughs> You're working on it, though. I mean, it's a process. It's a process. As Brad I agree, Hatley G. Canada. Say, it's a process. Overrated. It is a process. 
Buffalo, it is overrated, Buffalo. I agree with Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, I didn't represent myself properly on how I wanted to explain myself. <sighs> Where'd you get that sound clip? That's Sal. I know, I know. Where did, I, I, that's new to your arsenal. I didn't, I've never heard you play that before. Oh, I got tons of stuff. I can, I can just get it. Oh, I know, I know. I don't think people only... We should have a show where you just do drops the whole time and play off. I don't don't think people realize what you haven't unleashed yet in the arsenal. You could do video drops, too. I'm starting to do that on the deafening now, where I have the video drops, and you got the one with Elaine, and I got a bunch of it with Magneto talking about guns, and it's fun, but you got to stay on it, and you got to stay focused because you're playing with clips. We should do a show where you just do nothing but drops. Like this. And we're all, it's just so people know we're muted when he does a drop. So that's another great thing. Sarah hates it. Exactly. I'm only doing that drop twice in a show because I know if I do it anymore, it'll be like the uh, the uh, beautiful day clip where people were just like, you have to stop going to that. You have <laughs> to. They'd left the great, uh, great comments. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to jump out the window. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, Alexander the Third. it became his mantra was that he was the 9-11 guy that he was going in. But again, you know, it's just so stupid. It's so crazy that it's actually funny. It goes off the level of being offensive, and it's just so funny that he would run with that like that. That you're just so desperate to be famous that you're looking for any mantra or angle that you cling to that. I just find it so funny. It's not – again, he didn't kill anyone. It's kind of offensive and stuff. It's just we're so – I don't know the, the the 9-11 dry humping we do. Like I think Casey Armstrong is the real hero that day. Let's face it. Yeah, he bailed. Yeah, yeah. it's you know how much talent to it took gym, to bail out it? of New York yeah. at that time. He's straight arming people on 57th Street like he's Jerome Bettis. Gets on the Long Island Railroad, goes back to Mount Sinai and Port Jeff. Casey is the real hero during that. Well, here's the question that I just. I said uh, you were helping clean up the missile debris because I, I don't know if the plane hit it. I don't think so. Because no. uh, when you look at that video taken from that camera, the CCT camera, which took like four frames. but Johnny, that's but, instinct just took over for me. Like I didn't even see what happened. I just like I knew that I had to act. So instinct <laughs> took over. I didn't even watch the plane. I assumed it was some kind of missile attack, and I just kind of took action, and I was just getting people out of there as fast as I could. I didn't question how it happened. I didn't need to know. I'm a shield agent for a reason, and I think you saw it that day. Someday the footage will be released. Yeah, you're, you're covert. Yeah, oh yeah. Most possibly. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't. You could never. It's classified get stuff, into it. and Nick Fury will have my head if I reveal it. But believe me, I'll, I, well, someday I'll tell the story. The video footage will be released. Yeah, it'll, On... be like, it'll be like a. Um... Uh, expose and it'll have this kind of music in the background <laughs> yeah. you gonna riff on is that, that, is, that Rich, is that Richard Grieco's uh, Billy Idol song Hot in the City no no oh, that's it sounds like, like the opening theme song the Booker good god just dramatic quiz type music so John <laughs> you're a You've announced that you were an undercover agent. Are you going to explain yourself, John? How did you get? How did you get involved? How did they recruit you? <laughs> well, let's uh, say let's just say Joseph D. Stone played a part in that. Getting oh yes. Yeah. One of your heroes. People. Yeah. A god. 
All right, Bob, let's do, wrap uh, this up. Yeah, we're let's at two, get hour, two and a half hours, uh, which is a long one. for. Thank you, Lauren Marie. You see that at the end. And do we miss anyone that was generous enough to donate to our little shit show? Ida Greenbacks, as usual. Thank you, everyone. Go ahead, Bon. You want to end this? Yeah, I'm just going to whack a few of these up. That's such good music. That's it. But that sounds like the opening to Booker, right? Greco's uh, Hot in the City, the <laughs> Billy Idol song. Win arms money. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, this is incredible. This is like a this is a marathon compared to what Gunk will be next week. You know, guys, <laughs> that you're going to be you'll be done. I think you the offer still stands and... on our deepening Patreon to sit in with Sarah. She wants Crazy Robin so bad for nine hundred two one zero, and so do I. Um, and the uh, Twenty One Jump Street, uh, Seinfeld's probably the big one people know the most, and Golden Girls. And we're going to add to it. What the hell do we say we're going to add to it? soon i forget there was another show we want to bring in oh well uh whatchamacallit uh chaka khan wants to do melrose place which is my uh my ringtone that's that was that was oh, that'll yeah, be hard to watch melrose place <laughs> it's a pretty slow show but uh oh look we are magic okay. thank you crazy robin thank you g canada thank you lauren marie thank you johnny meyer bon you want to end this shit show you dissolved into the intimacy of being God's favorite. That's. Oh, I thought you were going to play the full thing with her. No, that's all I had of it. I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. I, I gotta thank get you, out of this. Yeah, first of all, thank you, Emily Stern, most of all, for Wasn't being really song? the highlight of the show. Keep them coming, Emily. Was... We'll be there for you. We'll keep playing them. You are everything right about. Uh, about Allison Stern, about Howard, about Long Island, about Maryland, and music. And you guys get your Monique back next week, guys. So that's us saying... Later. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. Please join us for any further discussion at RadioGunk.com in the forum section. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Gunk. And don't forget to like this and subscribe to us and hit that little bell so you know when we're doing a new show. Thanks.